Happy February. Happy snowy February. I hope this finds you doing well and delicious and awesome. I am sitting in a chair like I have a tail. That's my new thing. I like to sit down and pretend like I have a tail. So my back is straight and I'm just popping that ass, popping that ass, popping, popping, popping. Like if you had a dope ass, do people just sit like this just to pop that ass anyway? It's like maybe I don't have a dope ass. So I just concave it in. I don't know. Actually, that's the first time I ever thought about that. But I'm sitting like that. And it feels really good on my back. I'm stretching it out right now. I hope you're stretching it out. Walking around, shopping for avocados or 12-grain toast or whatever it is you're doing. Riding the train. This is a great, super dope, <clears throat> super inside, secret famous. Uh, we're kind of in like the guitar hero section. You go from Teddy Comps, T. Comples, into the straight up another guitar hero. We make a million jokes about just being a Telecaster player. This is the Adam Gould with his lady, dear friend, Shandon Leganese. Leganese? I just texted Adam what Shandon's last name was. And I mean, I know what her name is. It's more that I wanted the pronunciation. So, Shandon, if you're listening to this, Shandon Gould, Shandon and Gould, Gould from upstate New York, guitar. God, uh, we met at SUNY Purchase, still and always a guitar god, always makes music, songwriter, just dude, he moved down to Charleston like seven years ago, and he's had a cool little career down there with cool bands, Ashes of Old Ways, there's like a million bands, I actually have a sheet of paper here with all of the bands that he uh, drops in this, Ashes of Old Ways, Joint Chief. Trace Matones, Danny Clamp, hmm. Wilder Funk, Bootless Country. He's in a million fucking bands. And then he has his own band. Oh, he had another one. <laughs> Kilgore Trout after the Vonnegut. <laughs> it's like I'm listening back to it. I was like, uh, dude, how many bands are you in? And then he had a band called Unit 4 with my brother-in-law, Mr. Dan Vouse, who just had a baby. New baby. New baby. He also lives in Charleston. Um, <clears throat> we talk about Charleston. We talk about the music scene down there. And we talk about uh, the old days, the good old days, the good old days. And we talk about, uh, you know, playing musics, playing guitar, Telecaster player stuff, his bands, and hilarious southern phrases like piss wacky and what the hell was the other one? There was another one where you're like, what? Dude, why do you guys talk so weird? Why do you southern people talk so weird? And then Gould sent me like 75 musical examples. The dude is a really prolific, hardworking musician. I always talk about when I lived with him, he was just always shedding. He was, of course, hanging, but he would also just like be a shed monster. Go and just like be out for four hours just getting insanely deep upon some Eric clapped. And I remember making fun of him when we were like, you know, 23 or 24. I'm like, bro. You don't have to get into Clapton until you're 40, man. You don't have to do that right now. But, I mean, we all, what, in retrospect, I feel like a dick for being like, all right, dude, you're checking out Clapton. Like, cool, we got it. We got Clapton. But really, there's deep, deep lessons in timing and 
groove and Clapton and all that shit. I couldn't really understand that at the time. But I mean, whatever, man. I'm trans. The, if I were to admit what I'm transcribing right now, I'd be like, Ugh. am I 13? Has nothing changed? Anyway, uh, Gould is a shed machine. And so he sent me all these tunes. And then this is a really – I want to play you into this because I was like, man, this is it. This is the perfect thing. This is Gould, the essence of Adam Gould, this beautiful musician and spirit, just the gentlest gem of a human being. Just you wish all of humanity could channel some Gouldness. You know, it's called Long Hard Road. It's just him and guitar and it's so beautiful. I was like, god damn it. This is some real like heartfelt – Beautiful shit. I was like, I've never fucking heard this track, Ghoulie. This is some real shit. So that's play you in with Long Hard Road. I mean, if you don't like Long Hard Road, you're probably a piece of shit or you like piece of shit music um, because it's really – it's just beautiful. It's Ghoulie. Maybe I'm biased. Maybe I can't even hear it. No, I'm fucking with you, Gould. It's a good track. And then he, uh, if Jamie Manclaws, Miss Meatclaws listens to this, the one, the one edit Adam had, he was like, hey, uh, I was making fun of that dude's hands, Jamie, like he has big man hands. I was like, I don't, number one, I don't think it came across as offensive. And number two, I don't think anybody's really going to give a shit, dude, if you tell them they have meat claws for hands. But he was like, you know, I just want to, I was like, dude. It's all good. It's all good. I'm sure Meat Claws Jamie won't give a shit. And then you'll hear us talking in here. It was the night after a performance. I did get the recording. I will play you out with a live version of Downtown by the Gould Machine. And then what the hell? Let's throw in the live soul with uh, his project down there called Unit. Unit 4 which is a cool band, which I've actually gotten to hear down there. One New Year's in this like Southern hippie thing, which was rad because it was Southern hippies. And you're like, it felt like bizarro upstate hippie culture, but it was in the South. So there's like bald peanuts and like different craft beer and stuff. And like, it's just like, you wow, this is just like the same thing. It's really, this country is all the same everywhere, but totally different. So that's not a Southern accent. That's just a dude bro accent. Work on my flams. Uh, we got, I'm doing one with Nikki Barbado, continuing the Guitar God theme, which is going to be dope. We're going to do that on Valentine's Day, a little mandate. Pre-hanging out with whoever you got to hang out with, your lover. And uh, I got Kelly Wolfgren coming up. That's going to be dope as hell, the Australian goddess, which I'm really excited about. And I had like the dumbest, I had like a like a 15% gold, like... Like I was just like, ugh, ugh, and I slept for like 18 or 24 hours on Sunday and I ended up having to reschedule some stuff because I was just wiped, dude. But it never became a real cold, which I'm really excited about that because, yeah, I feel like it's almost time for a drink. What? I'm talking about a Gould podcast. Just reminds me of the good old days. Well, anyway, I hope this finds you wonderful and delicious and I hope you have the most awesome – time ever in your life uh, always and you be well and keep it real and please enjoy adam gould adam paul gould i don't know where to check his music out i hope he has a website check him out motherfucking gould and keep it really real and gould with shandon thank you again shandon and gould and of course as always thank you to jason wexler for being my technical director one love 
It's a long, hard road I just don't seem to know which way I'm gonna go I said, it's a long, hard road I just don't seem to know which way I'm gonna go Find my way. If I had a dollar for every time I found my way, I would be the poorest man today. Well, well, I said it's a long, hard road. I can't tell to see which way the wind is gonna blow. And it surely will It's a long, hard road I just can't tell which way the wind's gonna blow It surely will If I could only spread these wings that I've been given Would you fly? I think I'm going crazy Losing my worried mind All the time I've been misbehaving yeah, Boozing and chasing all the time Every waking moment, watch out What if I had to do it all again? Yeah, I sure wouldn't have. Wouldn't have wasted time. And she'd be mine. All Seem to let you go out of my mind. 
dirty shame I just can't seem to let you go out of my mind One more time If I only knew the right words I was gonna say Would you come away with me? Because in case he hears the podcast, he goes, "What the fuck?" <laughs> what is? What are Jamie's man claws? He has really. Are we big recording hands? now? Yeah, no, we're recording. <laughs> no, it's just a bass player. He's he's he plays the upright bass, but he gave it to me at a gig one time because we do a lot of bluegrass stuff. Um, I try to play. It's just so freaking hard to push the strings down. It's like it's the like, hardest instrument to ever play. Yeah, yeah. but he just like poof, 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 he's got fucking man claws, bear claws, man. Fucking meaty man hands that can play that. I can't. I, I bought an upright bass for three hundred fifty dollars. I kept it in the apartment for like two weeks and immediately got rid of it because I was like, "This is the I would never leave to get anywhere functional on this instrument. I would, I would be nowhere." Looks like uh, track one's. Re- oh, because I wasn't saying anything. All right, check one two. Ladies and gentlemen, cats and kittens, humans and people, here we are, hanging out, Secret Famous Studios, my little closet, on thirty fourth, thirty eighth Street and thirty fourth Avenue, with the great singer songwriter. Guitarist, rager, master human being, <laughs> Charleston transplant from upstate New York, lived in New York City, <laughs> popping the seltzer, it's official. <laughs> oh, I just got really excited, sorry. And the fine Shundan. I feel like I always have to say your name with like an Irish accent. It is Irish. It's like super Irish, right? It's Irish male's name. And I just found out that I have Irish in me too, so it's amazing. It's funny because there's, you know, when she first, when when we first started getting together, visiting everything, there's a street called Shandon Street that neither one of us ever noticed before. It's like Shandon Street, like right right around the corner from my house. So I'm like, I did not know that. Shandon Street. So the I've never heard you were just before. talking about in the project that you're playing with right now, which is kind of how you guys met, maybe yes. through this band. What yeah. is the name of this band? Um, well, that he's the bass player for this band called Ashes of Old Ways. Ashes of, of old, old ways. ways. That's yeah. a cool name, but like a bit of a tongue twister per se. Oh, there's um, ashes of old ways. Yeah, there's kind of Irish too. There's Angela's some, ashes. Yeah, it's definitely. Um, it's just referred to as ashes. You know, so that's ashes. new. Um, and it's a bluegrass band. Mm. Americana. Ameri- they call it Stadium Americana, which ends up just being a lot of rock and roll. <laughs> <laughs> Stadium. So it's electric, but he plays an upright bass in the band. No, well, see, in the band, it's all electrified, and they hired me to be because you know be Telecaster and mandolin. So sometimes I'll have an acoustic amp, the uh, um, Fishman um, mini box. Power Mini, whatever that's called, mm-hmm. on top of my amp. So the goal is to switch off between electric guitar and the mandolin. Um, but sometimes the shows, there's not enough room to do that. Sometimes the shows just don't lend themselves to going anything acoustic. So there's a little side project. Um, it's called Joint Chiefs that features one of the singers, um, the bass player on Upright, 
cajon, me and mandolin that I used the mandolin, but that's where he plays his upright bass, but not in the actual band itself. Man calls Charlie, this guy. <laughs> no, no. And so how did you get involved with this project, Adam? Um, I met the bass player. Um, because the band is based in Columbia, right? Uh, Folly. Folly Club. Kind of Kind of halfway. The halfway. beach zone of Charleston, yeah. Yeah. Well, which you are a newer, newer <laughs> member of. I don't ever hang out at the beach, though. I know. I always, Jen, I always say he's like a cat. Like he just doesn't like water. Not and you got to get him like a little drunk, and then you can push him in. He's like, oh, this is kind of fun. You know. No, we have a pool at my apartment, and I'm like, it's 200 degrees. Let's go swimming. He's like, no, no, no. <laughs> I want to stay here. Like, yeah, you don't like water. Well, occasionally I'll go in it, but no, I, I should spend more time at the beach. But I'm on a beach playing gigs, so usually at the end of the day, it's like you know, I'm gonna go home and take a shower. Like laying in bed or something like that. If I'm not, you know, <laughs> depends on how many drinks so I have. So instead of taking a swim, you take a shower. Okay, cool. <laughs> and put his glam fan like right there in his face. Yeah, yeah. So, so you got ashes, and then you got joint chief of staff. You told me what it was, and I it forgot it. Whatever. Joint chiefs. Ashes. Okay, is the big project, and then under that is called joint chief. Well, that's kind of something that kind of just you know doesn't really play regularly nowadays. The other kind of big sort of project that I've been involved with is uh, two things called um, tres matones. Tres matones, and, and what is tres Wild matones? Uh, tres matones is um, basically it's this singer guitarist Danny Clamp. Um, he's really really big in the whole folk grass. I call it folk grass because it's like bluegrass. But slower tempo and doing remakes of stuff like um, the Lumineers or um, um, some other popular songs, and doing like that that bluegrass sort of feel, mm-hmm. a little slower. Mm-hmm. Um, so he found an upright bass player for that. So it's mandolin, upright bass. Charlie didn't get the gig. Fucking man hands didn't well, get no. the call. His, his name's Jamie, but he's already busy enough in other you know other projects. So. Fucking bass players. So yeah, they get all the gigs. They do. And um, so Trace Matones, and then what is the other band you just said? Well, the offshoot of that is Wilder Funk, which is, is this also... like a fucking Southern thing? Every band has an offshoot? Wilder yeah. Funk. Well, just in this case, it just happens... Danny Clamp, Is it a funk band? Well, <laughs> there's some funk songs, but it's a lot of outlaw country, 90s rock. Interesting. And some funk songs, so it's kind of hard to have a, a very solid funk groove in some of the funk stuff, because there's a usually revolving door of drummers or bass players, so that's... That's that project, and then the Trespatones, which means three hooligans, I think. Mm-hmm. Which, um, I don't know how to pronounce it. It was Tres Matones? I thought it was like <laughs> the dudes, three dudes or something. Three, three hooligans, three dudes, three, three something, three outlaws. Whatever. The three dudes, yeah. which is the, Those three guys. the Those bigger <laughs> band of Wilder Funk. Smaller, smaller band. It's three dudes. Wilder Funk is usually me on Telecaster, uh, Danny Clamp on guitar, vocals, and... Um, Whoever we can manage to fill the spot of drums and bass, which um, <clears throat> which I borrowed from another band I'm involved in called Bootless, kind of brought that bass player into um, working that a little bit. So. <laughs> Old Bootless, and I is that <laughs> a country all, band? That's yeah. a country. It's a top forty country band. Yeah, um, you guys should come to New York. They need top forty country bands in New York City. Really? No one wants to do it, and everybody's like, "Hey, do you know a country band?" And they're like, "No." Yeah, there's like a big need for country bands. Nobody, nobody plays um, much like um, Luke Bryan or, or Chris Stapleton. No, there's or like two or three bands in a city of 20 million people. They probably yeah. get all the work. All they the get all gigs. of the gigs, yes. And did you know New York City, little known fact, is the highest per capita consumption of country music? I think we win just by really? most people. Yeah. yeah. Like the most country music is consumed here. Well, yeah, I mean, there's, some, there's just so many damn so people. Many people. Yeah, so it's so not that people. surprising, right? But right. like when I worked for two seconds, they opened. The Grand Old Opry 
uh, in Midtown, a, a, a Times Square version, mm-hmm. and it didn't last six months. But they were looking for country bands, and like so, it was like through, and it was like, do you play a? And you're like, nope, <laughs> no. no. So there's like literally like three bands that do it. Really? So Bootless, yeah, you guys. There That's, is other gigs, even though that club closed. I'm saying there right. is other gigs. Well, st- I mean, it's real popular down there. I mean, that that band makes you know a good bit of money when it plays. You know, it's a big one of the places that it plays primarily is called Honky Tonk Saloon, which is like a big line dancing um, bar. And Place is awesome. Yes, it actually yeah. is Love real it. nice. Yes, and and is that yeah, in Charleston? I went for the first time and I saw Lesson. like two like seventy year old men like get in a fight and headlock each other and after that someone else was <laughs> like throwing up everywhere. It was just nonstop. It's like it's nine thirty at night. And this, this, is this is a good bar. This is a good time. They start yeah. early. They yeah. start early. <laughs> well, yeah. so, so do I. I was like, this is awesome. Mm-hmm. So that country definitely makes a lot of a lot of money around there too. Um, even though I don't really know anybody that listens to it, there's just always an audience for it. You know. So you you got all your Luke Bryan shit together now, bro? And all your Kenny Chesney? And, uh, uh, <laughs> I don't even know the artists from most of the songs that we play. Brad Paisley? I don't think we do any Brad Paisley. There's, um... <clears throat> yes, you do. I think we just... No, My tractor I think, wants to fuck you. No, yeah. no, more like um, Blake Shelton <laughs> or, um... Pistol no. <laughs> Well, some Pistol Annie's. Um, it's midnight in Montana, and I can't get my dick out of this cow. That's an old George Carlin joke. I'm fucking with you. No, no, it's it's all good, but I really don't <laughs> I really don't know a lot of the artists' names. I just like, this song we're playing, and I learn it. But I don't really have the time to learn more songs, and I also was all like, right, all right, whatever gig it is, I'll just play it. So I don't know. That. Right. I so, know there's a dude, Chris Young, that we call, um, does a song. Do you wear your one. fucking... <laughs> My cabbie hat? cabbie hat no. to the fucking country gig, you jabroni? No, I don't think so. Um, they, it's they, a good look. You look great, but you just got the best head of hair ever. I don't even know why you'd wear a hat. Well, it's, it's kind of rowdy. That rowdy <laughs> stage That's right hot. Now. It's cool. It's, it's like, great. Like, when, when I take care of it, it looks, it looks you know, pretty decent, but, you know, I just get lazy and flop it on. But no, I don't wear it. Now, yeah, now you want to look like a... Paper delivery boy from 1918. <laughs> Sorry, I'm ripping on you. <laughs> well, no, they, they so, have the bigger, bigger news. It's oh, called Newsy. That hat. is called. They, the I think it's called a cat. I don't even know what it's called, but no, they they have worn country or ten gallon hats or whatever you want to before. You wear a ten gallon? No, hat no, I don't. But they did before in the old cool. lineup, you know. And um, he doesn't wear boots either. Well, because bootless. Oh. Some singers sometimes wear boots. The bass player sometimes wears boots. I like wearing cowboy boots, but they do get exhausting on your feet after X amount of hours. Little like, point. I can't wear them actually two days in a row. If I wear them the second day, I'll be like, I can't walk. That's oh a big God. thing in South Carolina. Like, during game day, black dress, cowboy boots, 200 mm-hmm. degrees outside. Like, that has to it's feel wonderful and sweaty and smelly. Well, it yeah, is. It's, and a t- I, it's a tough look to commit to, but it is worth it. Yeah. I you have, look good. I have two pairs of cowboy boots. Yeah. And I think the last time I wore one was, they were given to me, and I think the last time I wore either one of either pair is probably... I don't know, a couple of years. I definitely don't rock. And I thought about it the other day when I go into Honky Tonk Saloon. I was like, I should wear a cowboy boot. And your Western shirt. And a Western shirt and tuck it in. But I didn't. Mm-hmm. And I should have. But I feel tucking a shirt and a cowboy boot with this kind of belt. You need a real belt. You need a real belt. With a buckle. Real buckle, which I do for, you know, weddings and stuff. But it's it's not, it doesn't have a big buckle. Yeah. So. I actually, I wear a country look to the wedding gigs. If mm-hmm. it's a formal one, I'll wear my cowboy boots. All right, we're getting sidetracked. I just wanted to tell everybody who Adam is. 
to me, just as a full disclosure to the listeners that have made it this far, that aren't Daryl Bush or fucking, you know, like our buddies. Yeah, our buddies. Like, <laughs> Mo Vegas. Yeah. It's Rachel and Daryl. It's, it's really hey just, guys. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's the same same people listening to moving over. We said three hundred fifty people, so that's good. Oh yeah, yeah. No, the numbers that's are awesome. good. So so busy. I met Adam at SUNY Purchase. When he had long hair, but you were wearing a Scotty. He was wearing a Scotty Palooza shirt, which is a jam band festival. Yeah. So I, originally, I was like, "This dude's a jam rocker. We're going to be <laughs> friends." Because I was into fish and jam, kind of like Grateful Dead ask music. So I was like, "This fucking guy. We're going to be friends." But little known, and you were walking around with Thomas Fisher, dude, also with long hair. I was like, "Look at these two eighties rock bros. Look at these jabronis." You know what I mean? But then, um, I don't really know how we became friends. Friends. As I was hanging, well, there was another dude, Dan Frederick, who had long hair. He had long a jazz hair too. Guy. And, um, another guitar player nerd. That's how. No, we. Um, I think what happened was is, um, um, I met. I think I met you actually through. I think I met Debone first. I would believe that. I think, and then you know, and then I think we hung out a couple times, like really, you know, not really too much. But I remember the first defined moment we were at the uh, um, whatever whatever that cafeteria was called in Purchase. What was that called? Um, just the, the dining hall, food sure. hub, whatever the dining it was. Hall. Yeah. And um, we're sitting and eating, and, you know, and you, I was thinking about this the other day. You just come walking up, just, you kind of just like appeared out of nowhere. You're wearing your, you used to wear the button up shirt. I dressed very button, preppy, yes. Very preppy. And um, you're just like, what's up? Talking to everything. He was like, yo, if you guys ever want to hang out and drink some beers sometime, I'm like, yeah. I said that to you. Well, then. then we'd already hung out his, a couple times, but. Yeah. You were, <clears throat> you're. Uh, apartment became iconic because it was J72. So it was always like, time to drink beer. Let's go to J72. So that was a real thing. Mm-hmm. Then as our relationship progressed, we became roommates in a house which was like the Animal House-esque zone of SUNY Purchase. Yes, lots of parties. Lots of parties. Lots um, of uh, lots of empty beer cans. Lots of guitar Lots rock, of guitars. Lots of blues rock being busted mm-hmm. at volumes. So mm-hmm. we lived together. Yep. And yeah, that's how. So I just feel like I need to tell that to other oh, people. Oh yeah, like, little backstory. So yeah, we know each other infinitely well. So if I'm immediately ripping on your cabbie hat, it's, it's out of pure love. <laughs> you know <laughs> no, what I mean? Like, I, know. <laughs> I don't even know. Like, how this guy's talking it. about his country gigs and his cabbie hat. I'm like, bro, you look like you need like a 335 and a well, you see the Mesa. Gu- the guitar that I went through went to when I first was your heritage, you know. Which I also put flat wounds on my Ibanez, you know. Then, well, the Unit 4 thing was... Well, the telly's in here, so you couldn't... I know yeah. you would have grabbed the telly first. Oh, but yeah, I, yeah, absolutely. I, I was, With a cabbie I was, hat. I don't know what I was thinking about. <laughs> and no, I'm going to try to avoid the super geeky guitar talk too much, but I like how you keep referring to the guitar as Telecaster, which is like... It's only Telecasters or like P-Bases. Like, what, uh, yeah, I'll be playing the Telecaster tonight. It's like, oh, not electric guitar, you're playing the Telecaster. It's like, because you don't say that about your Les Paul or your Strat. Like, yeah, they had me on, you know, it's sure, like right, a very yeah. particular sound. It's like, I'll be playing Telecaster this evening, and then tomorrow night I'm actually <laughs> playing just electric guitar gig. Like, the, you, and you've done it a couple times. You're like, yeah, I play Telecaster in the band, and, uh. <laughs> <laughs> it kind of sounds pretty weird. I never thought, but you're right. It's kind of funny to be like, to be like, all right. An evening with Adam Gould and a Telecaster. I mean, it, <laughs> it does sound pretty silly. He's like, I play, I play the Telecaster. <laughs> it <laughs> no, you said part- it a couple times. It's like, I bet, like keyboard shit. They're like, yo, dude, I'll be on Nord. <laughs> uh, but P bass players, I've seen that in a Brad Paisley album, speaking of, where it was like in Fender Precision Bass, which is such a specific type of bass, but like, well, it's just bass, dude. Bass, What's the right. difference? 
I don't know. So that was into the uber geekiness of which I want to tell a debone story. Yes, this is going even even geekier. I apologize, Shandon, but we, you always say I'm going to throw up a couple fifty sevens or fifty eights, but there is no other mic that you would ever throw up. You're not like <laughs> let's throw up the Neumann. Should we throw up the SM7? No, there's only like these two mics that yeah. has this language. Or at a gig, you drop power. No one ever, no one else except for musicians say, all right, let's get to the stage and drop power. Like, what the hell does that even mean? I'm going to drop a load? Like, it doesn't, like, I'm gonna, let's drop power. What, that doesn't even, like, who the fuck says Musicians that? just say Only crazy musicians, stuff, yeah. yeah. stupid. So it's, drop power, throw it's up a cracking feet. me up. <clears throat> no, it's true. You don't really, you don't say, let's, let's throw up a, you know, SM7B. You know? No, you would never say that. You know. So you were in New York for a bunch of years to finish that. You graduated New York a yep. bunch of years, and then your whole family, the whole Gould clan kind of. Mm, well, the, the ones in the immediate circle kind of migrated over the migrated. course of a couple of years. And um, they're all, they're all live within you know, close proximity to each other. Um, they don't always yeah. really talk, but, yeah, they just kind of moved down. And then <clears> I moved down there and uh, ended, up, ended up staying. And I make my annual trip. Yeah, no, I, I think that's great. I think annual, you were, I guess. I feel yeah. like isn't Charleston one of the most um, like growing cities right now? I think it's very the most beautiful. It's definitely area. the most. It is one of the most. I always tell it to people. It's like one of the most beautiful because it's never been ruined. No, yeah. not at all. And and I mean it's nice, but I guess for me, I like to go visit there, but not live there. I don't think I could. Just, you don't want. I'm gonna keep it. As Shannon is from spot. Columbia, Columbia, South, South Carolina. Carolina, home of the Gamecocks. Yes, Gamecocks. Yeah, only time you can say it. <laughs> it's true. And when I was in high school, I had, of course, my brother got me the white hat that said Cox, uh-huh. which I could, you couldn't wear to school. But I, that was my favorite hat ever. Cox. I think that's one of my favorite stories about him when he first yeah. moved to Columbia. He's like, Cox. why do all these girls have Cox written on the back of their shorts? Yeah, I remember. Is I was it right wa- on their ass? And you're yeah. like, Cox <laughs> ass. Oh, this is I great. Was, I love this place. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was, so I was walking to my brother in downtown Charleston, and uh, I remember when I first got there. I don't even think I was living there yet. I don't know. Um, and it was like this girl, I remember she was wearing like that pink sweatpants sort of thing, just crossed her ass and said, Cox. <laughs> <laughs> and I, you know, I never really followed college football. Obviously, I was you know, familiar with the Orange Men at the university. No, you're not into sports stuff. at all. No. Well, NASCAR. No, he, golf. I, he uh, golf, one time yeah. we had a football game on. And <laughs> <laughs> you were like, what do these guys just keep falling on the ground? It looks like they're just running and falling. Like, and we were like, you like kind of hate football in a way. Yeah, no, so. I mean... Uh, I've got you more into it, but seven it, years in the South will change a man. Clearly, well, no, no. If he takes a nap when my game's on, <laughs> yeah. Well, he's like, he's like, he's like, stay still. I was like, stay here. Honey. Yeah, that is so funny. <laughs> but um, yeah. So Charleston, yeah. It's actually it's going to be nine years this June. Nine years, bro. In June, yeah. No, it, it's a growing city. Mm-hmm. There's industry there, right? There's like Boeing is based there. Um, there's a lot of places. Volvo. Volvo's based there. Yeah, yeah, no, there's like these huge factories. Mm-hmm. It's it's um, Mount Pleasant's like the the fastest growing area in Charleston, Charleston, I believe. Yeah, I think so. And um, road work never stops. You know, I think something too that people probably don't know. It's like all water and islands. Oh there's, yeah, it's a ton. It's of it's like New York or yeah. like Stockholm, Sweden's like that, where it's like all these islands mm-hmm. and bridges and water, and it's like. Most of them use only one bridge to get on and off. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I've heard horror stories about these bridges. I feel you know. Downtown Charles is like the Manhattan, and then you have you know your boroughs, Mount Pleasant, Daniel Island, um, Wadmala. Well, that's yeah, a little. What's yeah, Wadmala? That's an island. That's where the Sweet Tea um, Firefly Distillery's at. The oh, Sweet Tea Bar. And I haven't been there. But that's a little ways in, and then you got you know yeah, it's like Daniel South and James Charles, Island, right? Mm, I think so. I've never been to Wadmala. No, it's a I little bit. I want to go there. It's a little I bit like more Wadmala. <laughs> Wadmala. I like hearing you say it. Yeah, it sounds cool. 
You got to go through James John's Island to get to Wamala. So I think it's Wamala west a little bit. I can't west? picture, it, but it's real pretty, pretty country out there. But yeah, wow. so it's, it's a similar Charles, sort of layout. So Charleston is technically the low country. Yes, right? yes, it is low flat. country. Low country. That's what they call it, low country. Yeah, I don't think there's yes. any and hill anywhere. As per my understanding, yes, it's one of the few major cities that's never been hit by a mega hurricane, which is well, why this. Downtown historic. Andrew, I think. And was it Andrew? What was the one? Was it late, early nineties. That's Andrew that uh, destroyed Florida, but no, it didn't get the like 90s devastated. Was, uh, Hugo. Hugo. The one. Yeah, Charleston got hit like real early nineties. Wiped out pretty bad. Um, they, you know, they still have um, all of South Carolina got hit. Yeah, and um, so they have a lot of places named after it, like shelter or, or washout or playing words for hurricanes. But no, it's funny because ever since I moved down there, it seems like all the hurricanes want to skedaddle up north. Or mm-hmm. south to kind of miss it, you know. It's been really weird because since they moved down, they had Sandy and uh, um, er, uh, what was the other one? Irene. Irene. This is fucking zoop. devastating. Yeah, and they're just coming right to New York. It's only a matter of time until they just wipe us out. So it's. But it's no, be not since I've been there. The weather's actually been pretty good. I mean, um, we had Irma that was kind of freak. I just stayed to that one. The second, what was that? Florence. Yeah, the through. one this past year. Yeah. Yeah, I think that was Florence. I just stayed right there in Myrtle Beach. Mm-hmm. So no, it. Where's wood? <laughs> it's actually Steel. usually knock on your penis. As <laughs> it's not. Wood. It's not. It's not been bad weather-wise. You know. Um, no, it's uh, it's, no, it's very it's, much it's, like New York City, and I feel you know the you know. It's. I mean, it's it is growing, and there's definitely a good music scene there. You know. Yeah. Is it all, a lot of country, a lot of traditional, but there's rock, indie rock. Oh yeah. Definitely indie rock, folk, folk. Um, dudes with acoustic guitars trying to get laid. I mean that. A lot of well, a lot it's of historic. classic rock. A lot, a lot of honestly, a lot of you go out, you know, areas around like Somerville, Monk's Corner, Goose Creek. A lot of heavy metal, actually. Metal. Heavy metal's real popular. Yeah. yeah, like fucking heavy stuff, you know. So there's, like, there's that whole scene. Heavy isn't, metal. Isn't your scene. fucking dog uh, Darius Rucker from Charleston? Um, Columbia, right? Yeah, well, Columbia. I know he went to USC. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he's from Charleston or not. He, I, I should know, though, right? I think he lives in Charleston. He lives in Charleston. Bill Murray lives in Charleston, yes. which is you know. Pretty cool. Have you seen him around town? I passed him in the airport. Did you? Mm-hmm. And um, you like that's fucking Bill Murray. Well, I was walking. I was just he's, like, yeah. I was just like, he's revered. I, I didn't realize. I just walked. Like, that's fucking Bill Murray. I just photobomb <laughs> people. Like if people are doing selfies, he'll like go sneak up behind them, and then they won't even know that he's even in the picture. Yeah, I've heard that too. I've seen things where he's just out breakdancing with people. And um, actually, the Ashes of Old Ways was was going to do a benefit at one of Bill Murray's new bars called. The container, I think. We didn't end up doing it. Um, but Isn't there um, a Bill Murray lookalike competition too in Folly? Oh yeah, jeez, I don't know. Probably it, we're not surprised. Then one goes and jumps in the ocean afterwards or something. Hmm, I've not heard of that, but it would not surprise me. So, yeah. but no, Darius is, I believe. From is there, so, there's Darius. another musician from there, right? Or band? I was thinking like Hootie and the Blowfish is. Yeah, from Columbia. Well, I think what is it? Is it a uh, um, Marshall Tucker? Edwin was McCain. From Greenville? No. Edwin McCain. Oh, he's in Greenville, right? For some. T. Yeah. Braxton's from Columbia. Jill T. Braxton. Mm-hmm. Stephen Colbert, I think, is from there. Oh, yeah, he is from right. Columbia. Or not Charleston, I think. Colbert from Charleston. I think he's actually I, from Charleston. I think. I think. Oh shit, dude. We he's should like king. Google checked all this. Well, you know, yeah, I, that's all right. My my celebrity <laughs> origin is at a lot of date, but yes, there's some notable people. From well, there, you're yeah, one you of these know. people that have some random shit just on lockdown, though, where he'll be yeah. like, "Yeah, well, this is this is actually," and you're like. What? I didn't, <laughs> I didn't know that, but I'm glad you know that. Mm. No, I'm not even aware of 
from the facts. You have Jeopardy knowledge up there. Yeah, he does. He definitely does. The thing that we're not talking about, too, yeah, at least this could be my own experience with Charleston, is it's just like super foodie city. Like you got everybody loves eating. Yes. Restaurants are what everybody talks about. Mm -hmm. Super foodie. Super foodie. It's like a giant garden. You're in the middle of a giant garden. You know what I mean? You, well, it's good long grow season, but not like too hot like Florida. There's just really good. I've had the best salad of my life in Charleston. Oh, best yeah. shrimp. Best salad. Snapper Jacks. Best one. It has a great Snapper salad Jacks. called Folly. What is it called? The Folly? Folly salad. Folly salad. It's like blackened chicken. You got um, you got walnuts, um, grapes, cranberries, <laughs> lettuce, you know. <laughs> Rosemary vinaigrette. It's amazing. Was Great salad. Was it California style. Dreamin' has a salad dressing that's made out of bacon fat and honey mustard mixed Yeah, that together. sounds like some Charleston shit. Yeah. <laughs> it's just definitely... Oh, no, that's so funny. Adam's just like, yeah, best salad. Black and chicken. <laughs> <laughs> he loves it, though. Every it's the only thing I ever get there. It's you know? the only thing you get. And then well, right the food. Oh, well, you know my favorite spot is the Hominy. Hominy Grill. The Hominy, Hominy Grill. Grill. The Big Nasty. Is Big that? Nasty. Which Shout is, out to the Big Nasty. It's good. Yes. It's just good. a biscuit and... Sausage gravy, which is not really as in vogue in New York, so you go down there and it's just like everywhere. And you're then like, you go take a nap. You take exactly, nap. Shannon. You speak the truth. I, mean, <laughs> I feel horrible after I eat that. And then the shrimp and grits. Yeah. Well, I was, I was going to leave it to say the shrimp and grits. Rita's right up the road. Snapper Jacks is the best shrimp and grits I've ever had. It's got little pieces of bacon in it. I think everyone's <laughs> Amazing, amazing. Oh yeah, this grits. is like Chico Fail around the corner has a, has a great you know a mahi mahi tacos and whatever that. Thing I that don't we got know. there at one time. It was, was great, though. Hangry and just mm-hmm. yeah, you're just making me hungry. There's, there's uh-huh. like it's part of the culture in Charleston, though. Like to eat. Yeah, the very, very food oriented. Everybody talks about the restaurants. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. what everyone does: get together and eat. Yeah, house food, house and drink. Food and yes, drink. preferably. Which is why all these restaurants have you because you're doing a lot of those kind of like restaurant gigs. Well, yeah. Well, in the summer, right? in the season, you know, a lot oh. of it's on Folly Beach. You know, Snapper Jacks is a big one every Saturday with. Um, um, chess matones. Chess matones is how it's supposed to be said. But it's actually just, you know, <laughs> us three dudes who are not Mexican. You're going to say it white dudes every over time, there. my dude. It's the, I just like saying you it, but I have a hard time it up. saying it. It's the like tres matones. Like. Yeah. He, he can pronounce it correctly. I can't. Um, but yeah, so that's a lot of food. That's your regular Saturday gig. Yes. Afternoon, evening, happy hour. Yeah, it's like four to seven, five to eight, six to nine, whatever decide. Sometimes Do I'll... Do you play I'll, Telecaster or... No, I play the... Gretsch New Yorker mandolin. Ah, yes. The New Yorker. But then, so if it's at a certain time, then I'll either go to the surf bar and play with Ashes or, you know, right there. So they got all these gigs between these three places, like all within like walking distance. distance. So it's great to have them, which I I would be playing this upcoming Saturday for what's called Taste of Folly with. Tomorrow. Tomorrow. No, next week. I'm sorry. You just scared them too. Yeah. Well, I'm not. Tomorrow's Saturday. Tomorrow's Saturday, but the 19th um, with Joint Chiefs and. Chess Matonis, however, I'm playing with Bootless out of town, so if I was in town, Did you get a sub for your gig, bro? Yeah, yeah, it's it's all worked out with all that. Um, but Bootless. it's nice having back-to-back, you know, so that's what's nice yeah. you know, about So you Folly keep your Beach. chops sharpened, brother. Yeah, if I practice. <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel you are a practice head. He is a practice head, dude. This motherfucker, you practice more than anybody I know. Not really so much. I practice for this anymore. But I'm saying, when I would live with this dude, he'd wake up. He's fucking practicing. Yeah, I'd be chilling out. He's practicing. You'd be transcribing. He's the first. I I remember making fun of you so much for transcribing Eric Clapton solos. 
I was like, what are you, a 40-year-old fucking living in your – and now I'm like <laughs> listening to Clapton and be like, oh, this is such a good – but I'm like, oh, I'm 40 now, so I can – I can listen to Clapton. Yeah, it's age-appropriate now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I'm like, oh, I can listen to Clapton's God. I mean, it's... You but know, no, I'm sure listen. you're practicing, but yes, six hours, seven hours of gigs is, that's how you... Yeah, and, you know, I'll, I'll prepare, like, I'll learn songs or write guitar parts for songs or, or mandolin parts or whatever for a gig. Um, I feel recently I've started kind of working on my technique again, but, um, for example... You did have a whole jazz phase. Yeah, well, Unit 4. Two, three years ago. Yeah, with the fusion fusion funk jazz thing which i'm thinking about bringing that band back together um which i you know bass player moved to colorado so um so i got a new bass player who's willing to do it um i got keyboard player same drummer devos is willing to be on the sax he's on the album who is my brother-in-law yes ah. and uh he's a freakishly good musician yes, he yeah. is really good i brought him in <clears throat> sitting in a couple other gigs with wilder funk and everything for some saxophone but no he's He's up, but now he's working at full time job thing. Has a baby on the way, but he's down to do it. So I can put it back I'm together. Sure I just he's haven't always down to jam. Yeah, yeah. And I just haven't been in one spot long enough. You know, it's been real hectic this fall with with travel and everything. So I feel as the spring because you gets were underway, the last about you. You tell you were excuse me. Tell me you were writing something like Warren Haynes' Government Mule kind of blues rocky phase. I you did. were doing. You did a bunch of tunes like that, right? Yes, a few years ago. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I was doing that, but I just kind of, you know, um, went on to, you know, doing telecommunication stuff that took me out of out of town for a bit, and then um, that was kind of me getting into that. Well, once the bass player moved, um, then I just, you know, the band just didn't really mm -hmm. continue, you know. Um, actually, I think it was before Jake moved to Colorado, so um, I went through that whole phase, and and I, I just kind of recently, re you know, heard some of those tracks, and I was like, oh, yeah, there's some potential in some of those tunes, Um but I feel, you know... Can you meld the uh, neo-soul jazz with the blues rock? I mean... Mm, I don't know. I think um, I think the blues rock stuff is just going to have to kind of be its own thing. So um, right now, what I'm thinking now, you know, being involved with these projects, these bands are all vastly different, but mm -hmm. there were some similarities. The um, similarity is that you play Telecaster in each yes. of the bands. Yes. Or <laughs> Gretsch Mandolin. <laughs> well, it's the New Yorker as well. Yeah. Gretsch. Which is, a not, which is a fairly inexpensive mandolin, but I got the mahogany, all mahogany version. And I have it has a pickup. Barkisberry contact pickup, which I run through. You think you're either in an Chris Thiel or whatever the fuck? No, no, no. Well, I mean, I have been working on a little bit of technique. I do kind of get got the tremolo thing down a little bit, but no, that's he's a whole different... No, that dude is not human. Yeah. You hear him play and you're like, are you kidding me? Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. learned the Bach fugue yesterday? Like, what? Are, that dude's a fucking freak, <laughs> yeah. dude. He's awesome. No, I'm kind of more like the, um, I try to draw a little bit more on like the David Grisman sort of, you know, mellow laid back sort of thing. Even he's got mad chops, you know, too. Um, but I'm not as chopped. The pizza tape shit. Yeah. Even are you though checking those out for a little while? Well, not recently, but um, I don't, you know. But you he, were inspired by his Mando playing your well, yeah, and I think, too, I don't think I'm really, as now as right now, I'm not really ins inspired by the mandolin so much as I'm trying to kind of put, like, some, some um, I mess around the banjo a little bit, so I'm trying to, you know, carve like, banjo sort of rolls on a mandolin, which I just started getting into now, alternate hybrid picking, where I'm doing that sort of rolling, quick rolling thing, now that we had, you know, the corporation upright bass player in these projects, I can lay off the mandolin. Um, rhythmic and start doing doody 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 that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. You know? So that whole, I think, me as a mandolin player has changed now that I'm playing a lot more upright bass players before. 
just you know very rhythmic and chordy. Now I'm able to do more like arpeggio sort of stuff. So that's like a new thing. But no, I'm not really sitting. around. When are you going to just start? And because you play, Adam plays a mean slide guitar. When are you just going to start doing the pedal steel shit, bro? Well, you know, know it's like a whole. Supposed to be doing that with ashes, I thought. Well, Jamie said he wants to start doing pedal steel and then find a different bass player. Um, but, um, you know, I, I've thought about that. I wouldn't mind doing the pedal steel. I mean, I have the lap You have a guitar, lap steel. Lap steel, which I messed around with. It's like, you know, it doesn't lap really... beautiful. It is for the Hawaiian sounds, of course, but it's like I just do it on the guitar, you know. Um, yes. Yeah. But I, th- I feel the benefit would be if I was to do anything sort of lap steel, just, you know, dobro across the lap sort of thing. To get that sound, so like to me, Ben I think, Harper kind of thing. Yeah, and well, I he think, played a, a different instrument, like a Wesson bar. Um, well, Robert Randolph plays the um, Darbro Upstown. I think no, I know who you mentioned before that, which I already f- forgot the name. Um, does the pardon me the Dobro, but Robert Randolph plays the Ben lab. Harper. Ben Harper, yeah, yeah. Um, but um, no, I think for me the natural progression to be if I was to go from slide guitar, I'd go probably right to the the, the pedal steel, which um, there's actually a really good pedal steel player around Charleston that was on some Ashes material before I joined, um, which are in the process of starting to write new songs. Um, that band, Ashes. Yes. I can't remember the fellow's name, but he's really good, and I remember listening. Every like, city has, like, one really good pedal steel yeah, player. Yeah, this is something I've learned. Yeah, so listen, was like... He probably tours with, like, someone huge or something, right? I don't think so. I don't know. I really don't know his backstory. It's cheaper than fucking yeah. New York or LA. Yeah. But he's really good. So I'm, my natural thing is like, well, if I was to purchase a pedal steel, I mean, I'd definitely call that dude up and be like, you know, throw some stuff at me. Let me get yeah, wrap my I, head around it, you know, because I feel <clears> that's an instrument to where, you know, do, that would require some sort of tutorial sit down and be like, all right. Oh, yeah, bro. This is honestly, <laughs> as your friend, I recommend that you don't because you'd probably like, I'm, well, like the way we started this about the upright bass. Like, yeah. A um, friend who's similar to you is moving out of New York. Remember John Eichley? He just, yeah, he just yeah, yeah. Out of New York to Albuquerque, New Mexico. Mm-hmm. He got, I think, E9 neck first, which mm-hmm. is the first pedal steel, and then this real pedal steel players play the C6 because right. they have the two necks. The right. He, I didn't see him for three years. So he was just shutting the whole he time? Just, he fell so madly in love with the pedal steel mm-hmm. that he practiced eight, nine hours a day. He didn't do anything. There's, I've, Doug Drews tells the story that he would come to the bar, have one beer, and then go home and start practicing again. He, he would just have to like leave the house and like have a beer and relax, clear his head. And then like he just – this is what would happen to you. Well, I believe you'd lose for... your girl, you'd lose your job. <laughs> you would just be like, "I must get good at pedal steel." So don't. I actually don't recommend. <laughs> I think wh- you I, know how he gets obsessed with shit, dude. He'd be out. You'd be like, "Fuck it, my no. whole life is pedal worse. steel." Yeah, no. no I, mean, I I feel what what happened to me with the pedal steel is I, I'd get really into it, but I think what I do is like I just want to try. I'd I'd learn something and be like, "Oh, I'd try to get really good at." it. They'd be like, "How can I play it on the guitar?" So I feel I'd, I would I would be more the transition to just everything I learned to try to play it well on the guitar. So I feel I'd, I'd probably be practicing a lot, but just trying to practice what I learned there on the guitar because I I feel at this point in my life there's I don't think I'm ever really gonna l- put that much study into something like that again. I'm glad we're out, recording this, yeah, just so I can hold it against you someday. Well, to go out and do is like I'm gonna like be ten pedal years steel. from now. He's like, no man, all I'm doing is pedal steel. <laughs> uh, <laughs> But that's how you are. Look at the way, even the way you're talking, you have all these phases. You have the slide guitar, Derek Trucks phase, you have the West yeah. Montgomery phase, you have the Eric Clapton phase, you have the David Grissom phase. Well, right now, it's... That's yeah. what I'm trying to say is you just put all these fuckers into one band. Well, 
the AG suede. Which is where my head's starting to go to now because, you know, I've been thinking about, you know, lately, and I've been talking to her, you know, a lot about, you know, I was like, well, I want to get Unit 4 back together again. It was like, I want to do that, but it's like, I want to have more vocals yeah, than just instrumental, sing. you know, Unit 4. But it's like, I got all this blues, country, I don't want to say country, but country, blues, rock. Stuff Why can't it be influence. one fucking record, dude? Well, that's the thing. It's 2019. No one gives a shit. Well, that's the thing. I'm thinking about getting all that, you know. So my brain is slowly starting to kind of, you know, remolt <laughs> itself right now. Where it's like, all right, I got all this shit just sitting here. <laughs> Why don't I fucking do something with it? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yes, and I'm laughing because you're saying you're circling. He's circling his hands around his head. And he's like, <laughs> my brain is starting to reform right here, right now. It's just... <laughs> <laughs> like some fucking Ghostbuster skit or something right now. You're you're amazing. Yeah, you should. You have all these things that you can do. It's unbelievable. Well, <laughs> I mean, some of them have probably come up yeah. by way of gigs. Like, mm-hmm. did you get drawn to the mandolin, or did that kind of someone was like, "Hey, could you play mandolin?" And then you got. Well, I don't remember you playing mandolin. Well, I owned one. You owned one, sure. Yeah, and I did it on when I was in New York. That one song, Adam Gould Band. Um, what is that? Um, that song was called Backdoor. Right? Wasn't it called Backdoor? You our song? No, that no, we wrote no, Backdoor? Where I played a mandolin. Uh, um, You're Adam Gouldband, not our... Yeah, Adam Gouldband. The uh, garden gate is locked tonight. Yeah, it was... Um, <laughs> that was a mandolin tune, um, but that was, you know... That was know. not about anal sex. No, it was It was about... It was, it was kind of like... I listened to this old... I think it was old um, Robert Johnson or some sort of blues tune. I can't remember the name of it, where the story is, and it, it proliferated a lot of blues, which obviously is... You know the the um, the um, the woman who you know has her you know boyfriend go out the front door as her husband comes in the back door. You know that Still sort of sexual. it does sound <laughs> sexual. Yeah, it's Robert uh, Robert Johnson, but it's it's sexual, but it's like cheating. So I just kind of took that twist and you know wrote it from a standpoint to where um, I was in a situation where there is somebody you know. An ex-girlfriend or ex-woman, whatever, you know, trying to, you know, still get in touch or whatever. It's like, just get away sort of thing, you know. But it was a country tune, and it was the one that played mandolin on it, and Abby sang harmony on it. I, I can't remember how the melody goes. You but can't remember your own tune right now. No, I can't. Me. I can't. It was a very country influence, but that was... Um, that was where you... It was around 2000. mandolin stole your heartstrings, Eight to 2010, but when we lived together, I had... I had um, a Gretsch New Yorker. No, I didn't. It was when I moved to Rochester. A friend of mine, Keith, gave me the mandolin. Before that, I played mandolin. The the out the demo that I used to get in a purchase had a song that featured mandolin. I didn't own it. I was just borrowed it and recorded it. It was kind of like Battle of Evermore ish. I was like, yes, I'm going to try to write something that sounds like Battle of Evermore. Would not Battle be original. Of Evermore? Uh, the Led Zeppelin tune. Oh, okay, okay. I so I kind of did that about sort of thing. Geeky Frodo shit, but it is still it some is geeky, Frodo geeky Frodo shit. shit yeah. You know, the Battle of Evermore and Gollum is gonna come. <laughs> where that's what the lyrics were about. No, was, I think that I, should be as it should be duly noted that Adam does love all. Well, what is the, that guy's name? J.R. Tolkien. J.R.R. Tolkien. I haven't, you know, I have all, I have his books. I haven't, I read them. I couldn't make it through the Similarian though. I think I did first page. <laughs> I think I've told you as many times. You, you I, was like, I, I haven't made it through the Similarium to like, prove that you're not like an uber nerd, no, but well, you are a huge thing. nerd. Like, I do own the Similarium. I do own it. I pick two it up copies. every two or three years. You own two copies of the <laughs> I can't get through the first two pages, though, because it's just... It's so geeky. It's All right. I've read The Hobbit, read The Lord of the Rings. The Similarium, for whoever's listening, who's familiar with that book, who's attempted to re- know exactly what I'm talking about, it literally starts from word one... The whole book is just this whole um, factual account of the history of Middle Earth. Mm. And unless you're uber geeky, sorry for you know those who are geeky, 
there's no point of reference to it, so it makes no sense. It starts off like something like in the first age of the second coming of the third this, that, and it's like, you know, one paragraph to talk about just one idea. It's like, I, I just couldn't make it through it. So. Shannon, do you like uh, the genre fantasy? The fantasy? I no. I mean, like, I'll watch it, but I don't think I made it through the first Lord of the Rings, the whole movie. I tried. I times. watched it multiple times. <laughs> That's <laughs> what, usually, he's like, let's watch this. You're like, I'm going to go take a nap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So the game's on, I'm going to go She puts on college football. I'm out. See ya. You're like, oh, <laughs> I'm done. We it's, won it, the one time he took a nap, and I was like, you got to take a nap every time now that a game is yeah. on. Yeah, and he's probably like, oh, all right, okay, that's cool. I can do that. I can, I can nap. Teamwork. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's, you know, I'd fall asleep, I guess, I, you know. But do you, uh, did you fucks with Game of Thrones? We were talking we were about that today about because that. of the all subway. goddamn rage. Yeah. All, all, you know, we were going on the new season's subway. coming up or something, right? Final season. This is the final we season? We just had this... Th- this discussion way here. We're going down what to the M train, I think, or whatever, and it's all the gate. We're Grand Central, wherever it was. And I looked at it. And I was like, you know what? I've never seen that show. I watched it, but then like I didn't get HBO anymore, so I had to stop watching yeah, yeah. it. You know, and then Netflix and Hulu is now back out and has all that whatever. And we had that conversations like, and I remember people telling me, if you like the Lord of the Rings, you should watch Game of Thrones. I feel like I just hit this wall. It's like I did the Lord of the Rings thing. I don't feel I need to do anything else. Similar to that. There like, is only J.R.R. Tolkien. <laughs> what, what is his name? Like J.R.R. Tolkien. No, John Ronald Raul Tolkien, I think. Something like that. Oh, well, thank you. No, but who is the... For those who Game know his real name, guy. I could have... Oh, uh, the big fucking big tall dude? I don't know. I've never seen it. No, no. What are you no. talking about? The author? It's a, it's, it's a similar oh, the dude thing. dude that wrote it. Yeah. It's like, it's all these books. Yeah. They're dense as fuck. It's like mm-hmm. a thousand pages and there's like eight of them and it's not finished. He's still... It's like something Martin or... Martin, Martin, so, yes, yes, yes. They, he's a similar character similar in character. my mind. Yeah, yes. because so yeah, I think I can't, I can barely understand the fantasy genre. As soon as there's like orcs and magic and fucking geek, <laughs> I'm, I'm like, this is the geekiest <laughs> shit. Like, I'm in me, my brain is just like, no, no. If I watch this, I'm a geek. But I think it's cool that people like like it and get it because I just, can't, <laughs> it's hard for me to understand. Like, I'm like. It's like I, I'm I looking at you like so bad right now. Go ahead, tell any story. When I want. tried to get you to watch the Lord of the Rings, <laughs> <laughs> you were like, "What the fuck is this?" <laughs> I remember we were living in White Plains. I'm like, "Dude," because I, I had the I had the Hobbit, the first animated version of the Hobbit on DVD. Oh my God. I used I to watch. Like, where is all this hidden? And I have the I found the original Lord of the Rings movie poster. I yeah, had it in the wall in like 1977. It's excited like this about it. fucking like, big. It's from the first Lord of the Rings animation. I do. Oh, I'm sure I he still does. Have it. It's prized possession. <laughs> I don't really know where it is now, but I still own it. It's somewhere. I think it's at my mom's. It's fucking huge. But so I tried to get Paul to watch the Lord of the Rings, and I was like, because he was like, dude. What is it with you fucking watching this shit? I'm like, dude, well, because you have these Zeppelin posters up, and you have the fucking Hobbit posters up. I'm like, what? So <laughs> you try to watch the movie. I remember you fucking come down like the next day. I'm like, <laughs> I was like, dude, did you watch? Did you watch? What did you think? It's like, dude, I fucking shut it off, man. That shit's fucking gay. <laughs> He's <laughs> like, I shut it off. I couldn't do it. Isn't it like three hours long? Well, the the, not, the extended versions are like four, <clears throat> three and a half, four That's hours. Did you try to get him to watch the first time? Was the extended? I don't. Version? I don't remember now, dude. <clears throat> I have. I did watch them when we lived together. I got sick and I watched them three days in a row, each one. And I remember like coming. It was like coming out of a coma. I felt like Rip Van Winkle. I was like, "Where's the Gollum?" Like they're so intense. They are. I did make it through them. 
but it's it's just it's hard. And I was having dinner with someone recently, and they were like disgusted that I didn't watch Game of Thrones. And this is after I sat and talked about how geeky I am into fish. And I was like, so I only have so much geeky space. You know what I mean? Like, fish is so geeky and dorky. And I've been reading stupid fish. Like, I'm like, well, what, what, you don't understand Golgi apparatus, dude? You know what I mean? So it's like, you only have room for so much geeky exactly. shit in your brain. Yeah. That's why I didn't go, never got into Game of Thrones. Like, I already had that. Yeah, you're like, I already have this. <laughs> like, Life's complete. I, I have too many other things I need to do to try to, in my brain, to try to get into that, you know? Yes, yes. And there is even another one. The guy, John Eichley, I was just talking about. Now he's on my brain. He read a whole other, like, series of these things where he was just like, <laughs> I was late for a rehearsal and I came back and he's like reading the book. He's like, don't ever read these, man. He's like, well, they well, took well, over my life. It? Do you remember what it was? No, or? I don't remember. It's like another fantasy sword. Another fantasy thing where it was like 10 Wizards. books and here it's is definitely this. Twilight. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> Could be. It I wasn't... don't even know what it was. It was like years ago and I was like, wow. I can't no. believe you're reading these. This is, you're an adult. Like, I don't have time to read no, not really. stuff anymore. <laughs> I mean, I, you know, if I do read, it's, it's you know... It's, we're getting older. Like, getting there's older, less yeah. time. you got to make decisions. You know what yes. I mean? Like, how do I spend my time wisely? Not discounting anybody who's currently reading The Lord of the Rings. It's a great book. Awesome. Awesome stuff. But I don't have any time for... I watched Ancient Aliens. I watched the yeah. shit out of Ancient Aliens. Um, <laughs> I watched the shit out of Ancient Aliens. <laughs> dude, I'm laughing. Dude, last night, this fucking guy... You made Lucrezia laugh so hard that that made me laugh so what hard. What did I say? I don't you remember. Like, what, what time are we doing the podcast? What time are we doing the podcast? And I was just like, I was like, how are you doing? And you go, fucking great. What time are we doing the podcast? And Lucrezia was like, that's how I want to answer my boss. <laughs> how are you doing? <laughs> fucking great. What time are you like, like, you said fucking great, but it didn't like feel like fucking great. You know what I mean? Where you're just like, I'm doing fucking great. What, like, <laughs> you know, like... Fucking great! I was uh, I was I was in a I was in a great mood. But you were in a great mood, happy. But yeah. yeah, you were just like, listen, I don't have time for your dumb question. Right now. <laughs> what time are we meeting tomorrow? You know, I kind of <laughs> I, like, I texted you, motherfucker. I, like, what? I, I kind of do that. I'm I'm realizing. I think she points out an occasion, but I kind of do that now. I'm starting to catch myself to where I just bypass stuff like that. That's probably like me bypass. It's like my brain can't handle that right now, so I just. You can't ask him two questions it. at once. He's going to answer one. Yes. That's no, it. and you're going to get the whole answer because he's going to like verbally work it out to you, and you're like, yes. "All right, motherfucker, I just <laughs> asked you." Like you're like, "Well, at nine o'clock." And I was like, "No, I was asking about like, well, this week. Let me tell you about my plans for the week before I can make this decision." You're like, "There's a lot of backstory to answer questions. Like to answer a question, I got to start from the reason why that question, why it's happening, why it got to that point." And I find myself, you know, I. You know, sometimes, you know, her and a lot of other people will be like, what? What are you saying? Like, no, I'm just thinking out loud, but I'm just talking. Instead of thinking, I'm just, I think a lot of people do that, but. I no, yeah, you more. and Bobby in particular. Bobby will tell you the whole play-by-play of what's going on in his brain. You're like. Yes, he does. You know, I just asked if you wanted a hard-boiled egg or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> Yes, he's he's definitely very, um, you know, You guys are fighting for that. space. Yeah. Well, they did. I mean, I remember back before I met Bobby, people were saying, dude, you got to meet your, your brother, man, your twin or whatever, because, you know. I don't. I think it was Bone or somebody said, "Met this dude Bobby or Robert, whatever people called him, Boba." Pre before all the slew of nicknames, he's like, he looks just like you. He's cool, just like you. Acts just like you. I'm like, dude, I like this dude already. So that was the first time, you know. <laughs> he's just like me. I love this guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we went to that place, Dunn's, to get wings. I don't know if you were with us that time. And Dan Frederick was really good friends with Bobby, and he came out, 
And I don't think we said really a word to each other for like the first couple hours eating because I don't know what to say. I don't think you know what to say, but then I, I think uh, – You guys were just hyped up to each other. It's like we're two of the same guy. Yeah. But I was like he likes wings. He likes beer. Dude's cool. So I think – I music. I think the first thing I ever said was like I was drinking a Guinness or something. I was like, you like Guinness? Uh, it was something to do with the beer. May wasn't Guinness. He's like, yeah. I'm like, all right. And then that ever since it? that was it. And that yeah, was the talk, beginning yeah. of a, a bromance. Yeah, right but, there. You know. But no, he's um, definitely, definitely some similarities. He's a little bit more handyman than I am. I am kind of handyman, but that dude's like next level, like handy. Well, he was a, a tech teacher. Yeah. Yes. So yeah. he's very handy. Very handy. Like he could build a house. Literally. Literally. I think he's doing that now, isn't he? Is that what, like, is what he's doing now? Nobody I guess. Knows. Yeah. I mean, yes. He. He's a ve- he's a very. Hands on, hands on, tactical kind of guy. Yes, tech teacher. Yeah, and then um, so yeah, you're not you're not as like that level no. macho as him. Like, no, he's definitely more barrel he, chest. And, yeah, and like if there was a yeah. fight situation going down, like Bobby would be like, "Fuck yeah, let's go kick this guy's ass." Whereas you would be like, "I don't know, guys. Um, I think we could just talk through this. Like, we don't have to fight. We could get a beer together and like." I'd be like, let's go kick this fucker's ass. Yeah, well, Bobby's got definitely more horsepower behind him to pull it off, too. I think that's a lot of it, too, you know? He's his like, ass? <laughs> just generally his large bump? <laughs> he's definitely definitely stockier and has more. Yeah. More yeah, he's, he's a power machine, man. Him. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> no, so, yeah, so, Bobby, um, how do we get into that, though? What are we talking about? Lord of the Rings? Mm. Done. All this stuff, all this cool stuff. All the coolest mandolin, stuff. mandolin. He loves all that shit too. He's a killer banjo player. Speaking of, he is, and he can play. See, mandolin. And this is what's confusing. And I'm sitting here thinking about this. Is like, you can only do so many instruments. And w- <clears throat> in the bluegrass scene, don't you usually just kind of like double on one thing. Well, I was doing a B and guitar and mando. Well, I I experiment. I practiced the banjo a little bit for you know. A few months just working on the rolls and everything, but it just didn't really banjo doesn't really gravitate towards me because I think just because the harsh brittleness of it. It's it's harsh. You know, you can be more sexy on a mandolin or guitar. Let's face it. You know, not not say anything against killer banjo players, but you know, it's just the way I feel. So it just it's more your genitalia feels more aligned. <laughs> well, in the blood the, moving department on a mandolin. <laughs> It's all, women, hey. all women want to sleep with a mandolin player. <laughs> yes. Not the yes. guy with the telly. <laughs> you walk, all you got to do is walk into a crowded bar with a mandolin and women just fall over. No, it, that's, really. no, most of them think it's, you know, they don't even know what it is. Yeah, they're most like, look at that tiny guitar. Yeah, I just you tell them. a tiny guitar. Yeah. like, what is that? I'm like, it's Why my guitar. I left it in the dryer. It's a tiny guitar. <laughs> I just tell like, it's a guitar I left in the no, dryer. But this you is not representative of the size of my penis. It's, you know, it's inverse quality. Yeah, So the, the, um... The guys that play the balalaikas, whatever, the big Russian, gigantic Russian instrument, that'd be the opposite, I guess. They'd probably be a little bit more. What? Bobby Linkas? No, no. Uh, bal- I can't pronounce the word. I have a hard time saying it. Bal- um, let's it's Google a it. Giant Russian guitar? Yeah, no, this. I got to show this to you. This This is a word I have a hard time saying. Bala. Let's see here. I believe you, Doug. Balalinka. No, let's see. Bala. This is the first time we've done a Googling on Secret Famous, dude. Russian instrument. Let's do that. I, I, I searched giant Russian guitar for you right now. Did it now. come up? Let's see. This internet is slow as fuck. 
Bal la la ka. Yes, yes. Those are gigantic. Oh yeah. You have you know different sizes, but this this yeah. Look at that. See. Oh dear. This thing is silliness, my dear. <laughs> look at that. Everyone's gonna look it up now. Oh my god. Yeah, that would be it's the inverse uh, quality of a. Of is a it a base? Well, they have different. They have different sizes. You know, it's kind of like you know. <laughs> this is comical. Yeah, ba- balalaika. It's, I have a hard time pronouncing it, but yeah, those... You ain't rolling to the gig with a balalaika, no, dude. I'm not. But if you did in the South, you would definitely get... There's Sting. He looks good. You'd get... Obviously, Sting is into it. Well, this is funny. That's cool. It looks yes. like it has Learned three strings. Good. Yes, well, that's the different thing that, you know... God. They're very large. Massive. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you got smaller ones too, though. It's, it's kind of like you know with the ukulele. You have you know you have your your soprano, your tenor, your concert, your baritone, which is basically the bottom four strings of a guitar. So it's that same sort of. It's a folk folk instrument. So you think you're going to get one? Balalaika? No, no. <laughs> no, I don't think I'm going to do that anytime soon. <laughs> I hope. <not. laughs> Imagine a gig bag. You have to fucking put that in. No, I actually honestly, why would well, you even have a case for it? It's so big. I could just you just. I mean, upright Roll. bass players, but I don't know. All right, fair enough. It would be like a soft case. Excuse yeah. me. Yeah. Hard shell case would be massive. It would be out of control. Yes. There's no way you could get that anyway. Anyway, like what the hell are we talking about? Why were you talking about that? Because, well, you said the, the mandolin is, you know, inverse quality of the size of a genitalia, you know. <laughs> so that would be, if you're playing that, I don't want it, you know, anybody who plays a bottle like You're that, making up for something, bro. Is that like something. the equivalent of like a big truck yeah. in the South? No, I shouldn't yeah, say like it because a huge truck, you know, if there's truck somebody, piece. you know, with that heritage, listen to, I don't want to offend them, but... A know, Russian? Yeah. Who plays it. And maybe somebody, maybe Mad Battle like players, you know. You learn something every day if you pay attention is what I would say. You know. So this is what I learned today. I honestly don't think I've ever heard that word until yeah. right now. I've never seen that. You can't go to Guitar Center and no. pick that up. And <laughs> on it. I feel you got to go to X to Russia to get one of those, you know. I mean, they're super awesome. I've seen them in person. You know, you've seen one in person. Yeah, yeah. It was um, where the hell was I? Uh, 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 no, 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 no. It was somewhere, somewhere in Charles, uh, South Carolina. I didn't play. It was at like a garage sale or something like that. It was weird. We were just sitting over in a corner in like somebody's garage, and I don't ever go to garage sales. I just happened to stop. I was. I think it was in like the whole. I wanted to look to try to find tape analog stuff like tape decks or something oh, like yeah. that. Phase. You were in a tape phase. Yeah. Um. And I see one, you know, in the garage. It's like that's what that is. I didn't go up and play it, but I spotted it out. And I feel now that you know, as as I thought about it, why they would just keep something like that in their garage instead of like in the attic. But it was one of those cases they probably didn't know what they had, mm-hmm. you know. But anyhow, yes, I don't know how to play that for a good reason. Well, <coughs> it's probably it's probably easier than a pedal steel, though. Dude, we could feature a unit four solo on this too, because you did a whole record, right? Yes, yes. Um, do you have any recorded? Do you have the album on, on YouTube? I don't know. I don't even remember how to play any. To be honest, I think I remember. No, I mean just like play one of the recordings when I put this all together. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, probably, Did you ever release that? Like is it on Spotify or? It's on, it's, um, it's on Bandcamp. It's, it's on, on Reverb um, Nation. It's on Reverb Nation. Um, cool. I don't think it's on Spotify. Um, but that's a good idea. I shouldn't. I've been thinking about it lately. But it is online. It is, ac- it is accessible. Reverb Nation, Bandcamp. Um, there's a lot of physical hard copies that were sold. No, I remember you gave me one, yeah. Um, but no, probably my favorite song off from there is probably the song called Live Soul. 
mm-hmm. which is probably my favorite. Um, Did you write that tune? or? Yes. I wrote, uh, out of the s- six songs recorded, I wrote four of the songs, and then the other two, I think Jumbly Towers and... Um, um, Jumbly Towers. And his other two, and the bass player, Jake, wrote a bass arrangement, and then I put chords and melody and arrangement to it. So those are collaborations. Um, his bass, and basically what his bass dictated the harmony that I would use, so I just... You know, did the melody, the harmony over it, and then we arranged it in rehearsal, and then... So he brought in a bass line. Yeah, I'm trying to... Th- that is the most bass player bass well, story I've ever heard. Is. He's like, I wrote a tune, check it out. Knock on Wood was the other one. Boom, 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 boom. And you're like, uh, <laughs> cool, dude. Okay, let me do all the other parts, yeah. Well, the harmony and the melody. It was, it was Jumbly Towers. I'm not ripping on your bass player. No, friend. no, it's all right. And, and, and Knock on Wood. Funny. But it was weird because, you know, he had premises behind Jumbly Towers, he, he thought, of, you know, he was trying to... He was thinking about Jenga, and so he wrote that um, you know the bass line to it. And him and the drummer worked out the arrangement for it. And knock on wood, he did electric fretless to try to ode to Mendesky Martin and Wood. You know that bass player, um, Chris Wood. Wood. Yes, and so he worked on the drum. And then I, you know, I came to rehearsal. All right, what do you guys got? And so they played it. And I'm like, all right, so did a recording, wrote some stuff, took it home in my studio, and that's where I, you know, came up with the melody and the harmony over his bass. Parts and then we rehearse put together that way. Songs like Live Soul or the other tunes is like I demoed in my studio, bass idea, drum idea, presented to the band, and then we worked on the arrangement from there. So okay, so some I, you know something has been illuminated for me that I my brain has really been fucking thinking about for a little bit. So you are you did not come up with the phrase Jumbly Towers? No, that was the bass player Jake. Okay, because every time I hear you say that, I'm like, this is like some Gould <laughs> self language, like. Jumbly, jumbly. <laughs> what the hell does that mean? It's hard to say, too. Yeah, no, it, it's really hard to it say. Fu- it kind of fucks me up when you keep saying that jumbly word. Jumbly like, Why is he saying that? Well, because he was he was jumbly. He was try- he way from understanding. He told me he was thinking of Jenga. No, which so and then he came with Jumbly Towers. I'm like Shandon and are Adam you are describing s- the game Jenga. Yeah, Jumbly Towers. Yeah. Oh dear God. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So like, he wrote a song, and in fact, not even a song. He wrote a baseline in homage <laughs> to fucking Jenga. Well, he was so inspired by a thrilling game of Jenga that he's like, "Here's a base." I'm never going to call Jenga Jenga anymore. It's going to be Jumbly well, Towers. Yeah. Well, he oh was a. Um, when like, you guys come to my apartment? He was like a dad. Uh, or he did. He did a lot with like you know, um, um, like internet research. I think I don't really remember what he did exactly, but he was always. Using that part of his brain, it was always that's what we pay to do, always really being super analytical. So, I think in in his mind, you know, it was more about the concept, you know, than the actual game. I think, but when he said it, Jumbly Towers, yeah. it just it kind of goes, yeah. Well, it's I think most people hear that word it's over their head too. So you know, well, it's not a fucking real word, dude. It's Jumbly. It sounds like crumbly. Or like, jumbly. you know, hey, do you want some jumbly on your sandwich? You know what I mean? Like, it sounds <laughs> like a food group or something. Yeah, yeah. what jumbly. the hell? Jambalaya. Yeah, like, umami. it's not I a real word. Was. And like, I mean, no offense, Adam. You've been oh, known no. to like make up your own fucking words. Oh, and then yeah, you just the say them repeatedly. All so the for all these years, I thought jumbly is just some like weirdo so- Adam fucking Gould <laughs> word that you're like, <laughs> is he trying to say crumbly? What is he trying to say? No, he just <laughs> he he keeps saying like jumbly. Jumbly. I don't. I don't know. No, I can't take credit for that. I wish I did, but no, it's um. <clears throat> so jum- it's hard to say jumbly towers, but yes. Yeah, so that that and uh, Nagawa's a collaboration. But my favorite song, Knock on Wood, as in the Chris old Wood, soul yeah. song. 
No, in reference to Chris Wood. Because we were, he was listening a lot of Modesto Martin Wood. So he was like, I wrote this in inspiration by Chris Wood. So that's that's where that song came from. And then, so I put my parts to it. And since John Schofield played them, I put some Schofield-esque ideas with the 335 and the chorus and everything. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to channel John Schofield. Not as good of a, obviously, you know. You got a Schofield vibe here. Um, to your unit four days. Well, yeah, for that song. But I think Live Soul is the tune I like the most because I was really, you know, listening to a lot of Soul Live. And I wrote this tune, and I'm like, for lack of a better word, I'm just like, don't fucking flip the words. And they didn't like it. They're like, come on, we got to come up with a better name for that. But it just stuck. And I'm like, all right, well, Live Soul it is, you know. But I, I just love the way it starts in one key, you know. And then for them to solo it ends a whole step up in a different key really simple modulation but it's so no it, you don't notice it throughout the song till if you go to the end of the song you're like fuck it listen to it again you go back and begin it's like oh shit it's a different key it's just one of those weird things that's one of the things that I like about it it's so yeah. simple but I like it and it's just it's got a great group vibe and every, everybody's playing really good on it and Dan Voss does killer you know saxophone solo at the end so mm. that's probably my favorite one so if you do feature that'd probably be the one right there alright but they're all great songs Old friend, you do you know. recordings with your slide playing on it? Yes, one of the Unit Four tunes. Um, speaking now that we're talking about it, it's uh, I got to remember which one. I think it's Jumbly Towers. I do a slide serious? guitar solo on it. Yeah. So last month I was we went to L.A. with the Downstate Darlings mm-hmm. and we got into a bar that had the big Jenga, the bar Jenga. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the really big one. <clears throat> yeah, which is super fun, yeah. right? It's like. They have them all over the Charleston. Yeah, area. I'm sure it's everywhere. Yeah. In the cornhole. Like, you guys have more space. Like, this is just not no, a New York thing. No, no, like, no, we, no. Yeah. They're cool. I've never played it, but yeah. Did you play it? Yeah, I was, like, so into it because we had a Jenga set growing up that we would play. Mm-hmm. I played it with a random person at your last gig at John King upstairs. Yes, they home, have it. Like, they have like, it upstairs, yeah. Because like, let's do this. Yeah, it's <laughs> really weird. Deal. Let's play Jenga. Yeah, let's play some Jenga. <laughs> it's fun as hell, right? Yeah. I got so obsessed with it. I wanted to buy one. So last weekend, I bought a Jenga set. The you guys big, come to my apartment. No, one? no, I got the little, little guy. Okay, I did right. not get Jumbly the, in my tiny-ass apartment. I got, hey, let's go. I, I was going to say, <laughs> so, so now I can forever, with Rachel, refer to Jenga as... Jumbly Tower. Jumbly Tower. <laughs> I don't think we can ever call it anything else now. Oh, man, that fucking crazy. Jumbly Towers. I really, thought, <laughs> I really thought that was a gold word, dude. No, I just thought that no. was like an invention of your brain. No. <laughs> but you know what is funny? I just learned what umami was. <laughs> that the main flavor on your tongue is the fifth fifth taste. Savory. Savory. Because you got bitter, you got sweet, you got sour, and the middle part here is umami. That's Anything the, that has to do with glutamate. That's the Japanese word for savory. Savory. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he did this whole research on it, had to look it all up and understand what part of it's not just the song. name of the place. But I thought it was yeah. the word that she made up. So she's, you know, we got into talking about something, you know, it's like, I was like, I was going to get, I was like, her, I was like, your nickname is going to be Umami. You like, know? That's my stripper name. Yeah, it's your stripper name. <laughs> and she kept saying it. I'm like, what the fuck? It's like, I go, is this the thing? It's like, yeah, Umami. So then I Google it and it's like, yes, that is my favorite flavor. Because salty, savory. Well, no, it's savory. Salty is a different, different one. Umami is glutamates, right? Yeah. Which is so MSG, monosodium glutamate. Like soy sauce. Yeah, you know yeah. any kind of soy sauce and um, savory. Anything that's savory. Yeah, I mean, I'm so basically everything converted if it's good is umami. Ooh, it's umami. Yes. But I never realized it. So, but I thought it was a word that she made up. I thought cognac was a made up word. Oh. No, don't get it started well, on that. I mean, <laughs> you want to go down the Hanyak road. <laughs> There's a whole well, big... Well, it is... Yeah, we Hanyak had a whole research this, this, this winter. To me, it is all... 
It's still an old, like, hick word, though, like a woods word. You know? I asked him to spell it. I was like... H-O-N-Y-O-C-K, Y-O-C-K. And we were talking that there is different spellings of that word, Hanyak. But you have kept fucking Hanyak alive, like, because you call everybody a Hanyak. Yeah, I didn't even know. I was like, what did you call me? You fucking Hanyak. Yeah, you goddamn Hanyak. Yeah, but... But it's a real word. It is a real word, absolutely. And I heard it from you... Because my brother called me a Hanyak. He's like, you're a fucking Hanyak. I'm like, you're a... Oh, yeah, <laughs> you know. So it's like um, it just always stopped. Jagaloon, 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 or like jabroni, like those old Ginzo fucking words, yeah. Dago words, if you will. Yeah. <laughs> no, Haniak, it just rolls off the tongue, great. You know. Was that a piss wacky? Whatever. Piss wacky. What is that? You were talking about this last night. Piss wacky. Oh, that's um. That piss just means wacky. Cattywampus. Like when you pee all over the toilet seat. No, it just means basically all all skew. Piss wacky. Yeah. I'll skew like not what, what centered, is the other, kinda... Your other phrase for it is what? Cattywampus. Well, that's a southern thing. That's yeah. a southern thing right there. Well, I thought it was like English. What does that mean? That's kind of like when something's off centered. Mm-hmm. It's cattywampus. That is so southern, dude. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think it's from Caddy... south, right? Yeah, yeah. Wampus? We, cattywampus. Yeah, it's a skew. I can I, I look like okay. For example, yeah, just off centered. That's why piss wagon. Like that's that chair is all kind of cattywampus. Well, I feel cattywampus is used for an object. Piss wagon is more for a person. In this situation, like for example, um, so this piss wanky could be catawampus. Yes, the story about Bobby and I <laughs> playing King of the Mountain drunk. We were piss wacky, falling down. You know, <laughs> that'd be catawampus more for an object, I guess. That's a new word to me, though. There's some other Welcome. weirdo southern phrases. Yes. Yes. What are uh, some of the other ones? Well, I say good night all the time. Good night. Good night. Which means like, just kind of like say oh, hello to the dear hand. God, or? like it's one of those like just, yeah. It doesn't translate well when you're texting because everyone's like, all right, talk to you tomorrow. And I'm like, no, like, that's awesome. Good night. Like, mm-hmm. it doesn't ever work. Or dang it. We're very big on the dang it. Golly. Dang it. Dang a friend it. of mine says golly a lot. Golly. And I started saying it, but I caught myself. I started saying it a lot. Golly. I caught my myself. Gosh. My golly. One of my friends, Andy, you know, he's from Savannah, Georgia. He'll get straight up and get him. He's like, he'll straight up just throw golly out and he's upset golly <laughs> so i started you know so i started doing it for a while it's like and you know i think my brother heard me say it he's just like are you all right <laughs> <laughs> i'm like what well, it's like dude you're dry you you really just said golly i'm like oh, i guess he's like dude i don't ever want to hear you say that again well see <laughs> you you're, you retain your yankeedom in the south but then you come up here and you flaunt your fucking southernness around like a <laughs> oh um it's cold it is cold. It is cold. However, yeah. No, it's cold to everybody, but it's like, come on. Yeah. Well, the big and thing is... And you always rip on... I remember his, he's always ripping on the southern drivers, but there's shitty drivers everywhere. There are. And that's true. I think we are actually voted, like, worst drivers. South Carolina was, or I at think least top so. five. I do believe that, yes. Yes. I do I do believe that's the case. People are a little bit more liberal with texting and driving down there. I mean, they do it up here, of course, but... He doesn't let me drive. Like, if we're going someplace, he drives. Yes. Not me. But she's a good driver, though. That's a lot. <laughs> I've actually gotten that better at driving, you know, over the years. You've I, always been a very safe and prudent driver, Adam. Well, I've been in so many accidents that were not my fault, you know. <laughs> so I kind of got into one, like what? Did I, uh, um, when the boxes fell out of the truck? Oh yeah. Well, yeah. That another case. Something that had nothing to do with me. These big, large boxes called tough boxes or plastic boxes that you put tools in. I was going over the James Island connector, and there was a, a truck 
I've seen ahead of me at these big boxes. A lot of people drive pickup trucks, and I don't care. This is definitely a straight-up slam. The people drive pickup trucks. Tie your fucking shit down. <laughs> Window catch that shit and take it out. I don't care who I offend with that. Tie your fucking shit down because that's I right. Pickup drivers. Pickup drivers. These they literally. I literally got over to you know across the highway, and the wind picked them up, carried all three of them across the other lane and into the front of my car. So luckily, there was minimal damage. Damage the hood. You know, fuck some other shit up, but it didn't go through the windshield. But yeah, that. No fault of my own, but that, you know, so I'm always trying to be very cautious because of things that have happened in the past with cars, but yeah, tie the fuck shit down. I mean, I see... Dude, you must have been fucking livid. I was. Yeah. He, I can't even... I mean, I'm glad you're okay, but I wish I had a recording of <laughs> the actual, like, this mother... You must have said every cuss word ever... He was like, I couldn't pull over. I, I couldn't said, even pull over. driving, and I had to go look at my car. Because there's, me there's so much traffic. It's like, you know, he ended up going, you know, having his pull-up side. I just, by the time I could even work over to that side of lane, it was like a mile down the road. I'm like, well, all right, well, I'll just inspect the damage and see how it is. Well, you know, there was some damage, but, so. But you the inspected car was the damage. Yeah. The car was fun. But, yeah, I, I couldn't Your get over fucking to him. cube? Yeah. No, it's a soul. Oh, so yeah, it's still like the squarest boxies. Well, like not as much as the cube or the element. <laughs> way more boxies. It's <laughs> it's definitely it's a box. That white car, car though, right? Yeah, the box. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it looks like you're delivering pizzas or some shit. In that car. Well, it's the hamster car too. <laughs> it's uh, it's got the whole hamster vibe, and that's that's the one thing that I, I don't like about the car. It's a great car. Still sealed on. Still steel, brother. Yeah, it's the, it's, it's the closest thing. Well, <laughs> this is, but it's got it's got the hamster vibe to it, which is you know it's not really, really the thing I like the most. But oh yeah, knock on, on it. Wood, no. There you go. Okay. Um, but yeah, so you're making me. It's like bad luck to not knock on wood. But it's a great car, though. But yeah, I agree. It's definitely kind of funny looking. That's hilarious looking. It is. It's, it, and the 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 horn sounds like the Roadrunner. <laughs> meep meep. When he locks the door. Yeah. Meep. That just goes meep. It's really weird. It's cute. People definitely know when I've arrived. You have the smallest car in Charleston, probably? Well, there's some people drive the smart cars. She actually drives a Charger. It's funny when she comes... It's a huge car, right? Yeah, when she comes to the house, when she comes to the house, it'll be my car. My my brother drives a Honda Fit, which is, like, even smaller. That's a small car, yeah. Which is, you know, a pretty silly car. Yeah, it's practical. He's even smaller than mine. She comes up with a charger, you know. It's funny. It's like a whole different sort of thing. But I like Flops your monster. Would <laughs> 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 you take out the whole thing or just enough to win? <laughs> <laughs> but it's definitely like twice the size of my car. I feel like, you know, they expect, you know, a man to be driving. No, not to be chauvinistic, but I'm driving, no, no, I definitely no, I, drive I the girly exactly car. Yeah, I yeah. drive the girly car, for sure. You drive the girly car in the relationship? Mm-hmm. Yes. I drive a girly car. That is He's for a sure. manly man, but you drive not afraid to drive a girly car. Yeah, no, me neither. <laughs> and drink girly or drink girly. Drinks, I love yes. girly drinks. Yeah, yeah, he likes mermaid water. This one restaurant has a drink called mermaid water, and it's blue cherries, blue oranges, like everything. Oh, I Umbrella, too, yeah. Oh. I'm into that stuff too. I think I'm that's definitely. what he told me. Yeah, good shit. And I want to eat like, it, but it's good. Like, it's, I'll just get a beer, thank you. Yeah, I'll take that draft right there. No, this has happened between Rachel and I, where she'll order a drink and they'll put my drink in front of her, and I'm like. Hey, dude, I ordered the pink flamingo, okay? Well, I hate your judginess. It's funny because, you know... But they're always, like, super boozy, so if I'm trying to get my swerve on right quick, it's, like, the right and drink. one drink will do it. That's it. That's, That's all you need. need. Yes, I don't ever stop at one, unfortunately, which I probably should. 
but they're amazing. It just makes you want to drink even more of them. How many did I have that day? Four? Five? As many they can make. Someone's yeah, texting me right now. Were you fucking hooting and hollering? No. You're supposed to be looking for a gig. Oh, this is the yeah. southern phrase. Get after it. Which Get. is... First time I heard was from Dan Voss's wife, Diane. Oh, yeah. You heard it from Diane first? It. Yes. Who the hell is blowing up? I'm going to put this on mute. I apologize. That's kind of annoying. Um, getting after it. And I, I never heard it before. I like it, though. Well, getting after it. Well, let's ask the real Southern person here. What does that mean to you? Getting after it? Like, just... Is it directly correlated to drinking? Um, no, I think it can go for anything, honestly. Is that a southern, southern I, I word? Don't, yeah. I don't really hear that a lot. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, like, I when someone does bring it up, we know what they're talking about. Kind of like... <laughs> <laughs> it's just kind of... Context clues give it away. Yeah, like, you're like, mm-hmm, they're talking yeah, about getting wasted yeah. right now. Or anything is like, if you're busting ass or whatever... Busting ass, it. Yeah. like working hard. Yeah, busting like, ass. Yeah, getting yeah. after it. You know, so busting ass to me means like defecating or something. But you're applying <laughs> it as like, um, well, tote, tote is tote. another one. We tote it, but it's like carry. Mm-hmm. I have no idea what you're talking about. Tote, tote, yeah, carry. This is no. Like, I'm gonna let tote me, this. Let, let me tote, tote this. this. Yeah, can you tote this? Yeah, yeah. Let me tote, tote this up to the house. Exactly. Let me tote get it. after or it. Or the buggy. Go get a buggy. That is southern. It's shopping cart buggy. No, yeah, that's a shopping cart. Class, yeah. yeah, she's a grab a buggy. I'm like, what? Oh, you must mean a shopping cart. Yeah, I was like, what else do they call it? <laughs> a buggy. He's like, no, that's what you could push. A baby Buggy's in. a good word though. It's catchy. Buggy, catchy I like good it. Word. I've adopted it. Buggy. With the getting after it. Yeah, my one friend who lives on the West Coast now uses getting after it very explicitly to describe getting cranked. Like, no, but Diane does use it as like a. There's a there's a band of boys from North Carolina called the Barnstorm, and they use that phrase. Getting after it. I heard them use it in the same kind of context where it was like, oh, you're getting after it. This is years ago when it was like, I was like, why why is this in vogue now? Which, I mean, it's a great saying. It is a great saying. You know, you're getting after it, the proverbial it. Like, what is it? We don't know, but you're you're going towards it. Yeah. You're working at it. You're getting at it. Yeah. Getting after it. Getting after it. Getting after it. It applies for everything. It does. It's, It's a great saying, but I heard it, I think, from, yeah, from. From her the first time, so yeah, so getting after it. So I've been known to get after it, both with girly drinks and, you know. Yeah, and you know, the story I was thinking of, if we're talking about our uh, alcoholic ways, I was thinking that when the first month that we lived together, so we got the lease in September uh-huh. of this, like, literally after Adam and I moved out of this house, they tore the house down. That's how shitty Oh, it's, yeah, it's no longer there. They ripped it down. Well, it was a couple years, but, you know, but it's... I'm telling a fucking story, Adam. This yeah. is like dramatic storytelling. I'm not fucking. Thanks for giving me the facts here, right? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, well, oh, this is a good No, but like, I remember my mother walking, be like, the whole floor is like crooked. So you, oh, yeah. You feel like you were standing like at like 15 degrees this way. Remember? I remember. It was a shitty Our house. kitchen table. Oh, God. Was Caddy Wampus? It, would, it didn't attach because I think we went surfing on it oh. one time. And it was like one that was attached to the wall and. Shittiest table ever. It really looked, it was a shape of like a tongue. It was weird. It just came out and then curved. And it was, and attached, it was attached to the wall with like to one some fucking sheetrock. One pole at the end that just held it down. It was weird. And we so stole chairs the from the music table. building. That's crazy. Yeah, really weird. And uh, yeah, the house is pretty shitty. And y'all drank but, early drinks in it. No, we were in a beer. cheap beer phase at that time. But what I was saying is that we got the place in September. Mm-hmm. 
I remember those first few days we were just like glorious men living and like crushing beer. And then I remember that that then September ended and I remember I looked back and I was like, that's the first time I've been drunk for a whole month. <laughs> yeah. Like we got after it for all of September. I was 22 at that point in time and like lots of fucking drinking. And all we would do is drink beer and then whoever got up first would make a full pot of the strongest coffee. Does he still drink still his does it. Yeah, it's so strong. He just fills <laughs> the filter part up to the brim. <laughs> And the coffee is so strong. You're like, yeah! you know, like <laughs> you get the shakes afterwards. Yeah. You get the shakes. It's, yeah, he still does it. Yeah, you still do that. Yes, I still freeball it. I don't ever like people look at me like, why don't you measure it? I'm like, I just feel it, but I don't go as strong as we did. We make a full pot, and then all we would do is eat bacon, bacon. Sometimes at three in the morning. He did warn me about that. Because he will destroy a pound of bacon at my house. I know. He will just destroy. I have to make it in the oven to get them all done at once. And she won't let me go near it till it's done. Him and the Are kids. you serious? Yeah, it's no yeah. joke. I had to put all of them in the oven, one pound, and cook it. And then, like, had to, like, bat them all away. Yeah, it was weird how get much after it. bacon we consumed. Looking back, I remember. I, I didn't even think anything was weird about it <laughs> until someone was like, Josh, Josh Lemley. He's just like, man, you, oh, guys, Josh, get, you guys eat a lot of bacon. He did say that, didn't he? <laughs> you know, to say like, bacon, drink coffee, and drink beer, that's it. Yeah, that's like literally all we did. I remember not even thinking it was weird to like wake up, pound coffee, pound bacon, and then like start the day, come home. And the other thing we did too, which is we would smoke, we would each smoke like a pack of cigarettes a day. Lots of cigarettes. Daryl, I remember Daryl coming down. He's like, you guys are smoking so many cigarettes. He's like, we just had one, and we would light up another one. We're like, what? It wasn't even weird. Because <laughs> we, our bodies are in this constant state of processing alcohol, caffeine, circulature. You know, we were either and nicotine hungover, and recaffeinate, and whatever. So our body was craving nicotine. So it was, it was like that cycle. Is always, we're always hungover, drunk, really caffeinated, full of fucking bacon, and just... <laughs> Tons of cigarettes. That's why we smoke full of bacon. Yeah. yeah, and no, there was only like two restaurants we'd get dinner from, like the pizza or the Mexican spot. Remember that one Mexican spot? Yes, that and oh, Mushu. Well, Mushu. <laughs> you know, I went. In, I think I told yeah. you the story. We he developed a very close relationship with his bodega worker. It was, Nothing weird, just yet. Yeah, just oh, well, I didn't imply anything <laughs> yeah. weird, dude. Like, oh, no, you guys were just like buddies. You know what I mean? He was fucking sweet. He came through. Over. Yeah, but you were saying though. Oh, I went there. This is so inside, and I apologize to the secret famous audience, but this is still funny, regardless. But I went there to the bodega and told them the man who worked at the same bodega, and it was like Mushu's cousin or brother or something. Mm-hmm. And I said, "Please tell Mushu." I said, "Hello." Like we say, "Hello." Like. Really? This is like last year too. I had like three hours to kill in White Plains, you and I was craving that. some nature. Actually, yeah. out back where we lived, there was a little lake, like a little walk, and you could go to this Silver lake. And lake. Was it Silver Lake? What it was Silver called? Lake. Yeah, I would love riding my bike and just going over there. So still, if I get like an X amount of, because there's, this is one thing about New York that I'm slowly learned is it's like we're so removed from nature here. Mm-hmm. That you get kind of like you get a little stir crazy, mm-hmm. and you're like, "Why do I feel uncomfortable?" So like, so I think I I got into going to the beach and just like the ocean Getting is grounded. Yeah, yeah. Just, you look at the ocean and like, kind of solves some things in your 
of course. internal biochemistry or some shit. So White Plains is awesome for that. That, that is city, what's that cool about White there. Plains. It yeah. has some greenery and some green space you can escape to. So I walked all the way there from the Westchester Mall. This is the dumbest fucking story. It's so insane. No, but no, dude. I've walked that walk. I know. It's a great walk, actually. Yeah, I'm still doing it. I mean, yeah. like, this is what's silly about it. But that was the conclusion of my story. It's when we lived together. How much... Yeah, we... That was a ridiculous amount of beer. He actually drank. said he's going to make bacon, though. Oh, 100%. No, he has to. He like, has to. That's what he said. He's like, i got to make well, bacon. Well, he's an exquisite meat... Chef, because he, had, he at least from my knowledge, was had such patience and tender, loving care. I'm still good with it. Yes, I'm you, still good. But I don't. I don't. I don't. When you have like the the meat, meat sweats. The, no, 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 no. When you make all the meat at your house and you meat session. Well, you have like you can't call it a meat session. You have a meat session. Yeah. It's when I. It's when. It's when you know. My brother and I grill. I remember the first time here. I was telling you know. He's like, yeah, man. My buddy Adam Ross. I don't know you about. I'm just like. And we'll get together, man. Yeah, dude, let's do a meat sesh soon. Yeah, fuck yeah. She's like, what? You, know. you and your brother speak to each other like this? You're like, let's have a meat sesh. We refer session, to it as a meat, meat sesh. I still think you could change a name. Because <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know what. Because you have like a smoker and a grill. Yeah. And so you do multiple pieces of meat? Well, yeah. Well, basically. Devo just meat. Like, well, yeah, no, you we don't do eat potato salad too. or veggies. Well, no, nothing store-bought. It would be like asparagus or, or for example, depending on what we're doing. Like, I actually have. You know, har- uh, um, hardware for the grill that f- specifically for vegetables. Um, to top the meat. Yeah, but you could cook them, you know, they get their, their perforated pan or, or basket that you can do like zucchini or, or, or whatever that keeps, you know, specifically cooking vegetables. So there's vegetables involved, but the main course is whether it's if we're doing, you know, whatever it is, pork or chicken or steak, you obviously you cook a lot quicker, but yeah, but sometimes, and not so much reason because it's been a real busy fall, real busy summer. Um, but when it does happen, there's multiple meats, you know. <laughs> so to, to technically be a meat session, you have to have more than one meat. Yeah, and, and, and people <laughs> sitting around drinking beer and ready to eat that meat, you know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> <laughs> so it's going to be called a meat session. So. I feel dirty. I don't even know if I'm allowed to go to the meat <laughs> session. I don't think meat it's, it's like, are women allowed? Debo, when he came back, he's like, yeah, it was just a lot of meat. He, every night, every <laughs> night, always, he said you'd come home and like be like, no, you're not going to bed. I'm, I'm making a roast right now or whatever. Like, we're going to cook up some steaks right now. Yes. Just like, Lots of right. steak. So, yeah, you're carrying on the tradition. Uh, not so yeah. much in the past few months because, you know, things have been pretty busy. But, yeah, so, but funny thing is when it, Paul goes, yes, you're going to stay, it's like, you're going to cook some fucking bacon, is what he told me. I'm we like, actually yes. cooked, we cooked wings the other night and then deep fried them in bacon fat. Yeah, that's serious. Guys. Yeah. They were good. They were good. She's a fucking, you know, great cook. She's from, she's real southern, you know. bro. I yeah. So, oh, Kinda yeah. have to be. You know, it's funny. It's like, she'll cook like, what is that, that pork and do the, the day old, you know, sticky rice and all the it's vegetables. Fried and rice. Fried rice, yeah. yeah. And it's, <laughs> well, she fries it too, you know, but it's so amazing. It's, it's like, I'll eat it. Rice cooks. And it's like you know when you fry the rice. Yeah. <laughs> what is that rice called? It's called fried rice. Yeah. Fried rice. But I'm, it's like I'm, I'm, you know, I'm like kind of like a canine. Like I, I'm not hungry, but I'm still eating it. And the kimchi, I experienced kimchi. I love kimchi. Yes. I look at kimchi in my mouth waters. Wait, are you Korean or Japanese? What's Korean, the... Japanese, and Irish. Oh my god. Yeah. So we like spam and Guinness. <laughs> that's awesome. So yes, yeah, so I love kimchi. Kimchi. Um, Kimchi's great. Well. <laughs> See, in our, he would always make the bacon because I would, I'm trying to go for like speed, like fucking Chinese, like on the walk, like hot, done, like, he's like, no, no, no. 
you like make love to the bacon. You talk to it. You cook it at slow and low. And then his other the other secret, which I do use now, right, is that he uses the fork. He's like, no, I got to get close to the meat. You really would say that shit, but it's like you do get a more involved. Yeah, you can with it. Give each, you know, make sure they're all in the nice little appropriate places in yes. the pan. Reason where I got that it sounds weird that reference about you know, like you're making love, you know, it's from a book called The Great American Grilling and Barbecue Manual, written by a dude called Smokey Hale, who lost his vocal cords in a bull riding accident. So, but one of his quotes says, <laughs> "How did you?" He said Jeopardy knowledge. So one of his yeah, this is this is like one Smokey of his, Hale. Yeah, one that's of his, how he lost his voice. <laughs> Didn't even know who this motherfucker is. Yeah. According to the, the 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 biography in the book, that's lost his vocal cords. Yeah, in a bowl. So he said, "Grilling and barbecuing meat is a lot like making love. If you don't have the time and the patience to put into it, it's not worth doing." So that always kind of stuck with me. So when you have your meat sesh with all your homeboys in the backyard. Just a bunch just of guys making love, love to, the meat. to the meat. You know Gotta what? Gotta have a lot of time. <laughs> We're coming up with some really good band names later on. Yes, yes. That's good. That's, um... So, but that always stuck with me. Um, but like I said, I don't, you know... <laughs> and you read this as a 20-year-old? What made you decide to look well, up why he lost his vocal cords? No, it says it in the book. And I have the book. Oh. Actually, I have the book in my bookcase. And I bought it when, I, when we lived in White Plains. I bought it at, oh. um... What is it? Whatever's in that bookstore in Westchester Mall, underneath it, Barnes and Noble. Noble. And I show it. We had the book was open, under in the in the kitchen. So you've seen this book and, and held it. That's the book I got the reference from. So it always stuck with me. Well, yes. No, we had a couple cookbooks. I had the Dinosaur yeah. Barbecue Cookbook. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> yeah, this is funny that that is literally what we're talking about. But um, <laughs> see, usually we're talking about music or musicians. <laughs> this is the divulge into a meat session right here. Like, <laughs> oh, oh gosh. I have a feeling we're going to go buy bacon after this. Yeah, we. I go to the supermarket. I guess. Yeah. Should I just go ahead and go now? <laughs> I, well, I, I showed her what you turned on the, the open faced bagel with the cream cheese, bacon, and tomato on it. Yes, which I I made for her, which we're going to have. Absolutely. That's like the best sandwich ever. Everyone's just hungry now that's listening. A hundred percent. Yeah, no, I'm starving. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, my mother my mother made that shit. I don't know. And it, then it became something that we just made all the time. Right. It was good. I mean it gets to the point. It I mean, gets it's all the good stuff. It's all the good stuff you really want. Yeah. You know. Why didn't we ever do eggs? We did egg sandwich. I mean, we did some egg sandwiches, but I think a lot of it was just you know. But you and I would I would come into the kitchen. And you and Rachel were always, you know, preparing that, and so I was like, "This is fucking good. It's awesome. It's a bagel just there with, not even lettuce, just cream cheese, <laughs> bacon, and tomato. Yeah, like the lettuce is like we don't even need that shit. There's no lettuce. lettuce. <laughs> Fuck lettuce. Yeah, I guess it's a BLT. It's a it's a BL. It's a BL. No, cream, no, cheese. B- cream cheese B- takes B- the place of it's a BBT, bagel, bacon, tomato. It's a cream BBT. cheese and cream cheese. So yeah, BBT. The cream cheese is crucial to the yes. So this weekend we're gonna play Jumbly Towers and, and eat bacon and eat clearly BBT heaven. Hopefully play some Telecasters maybe too. Telecaster. Where is your guitar? Oh, right there. Okay. Oh yeah, good question. Where the fuck is it? <laughs> right there. <clears throat> um, yeah. So not a lot of grill stuff. You know what would be cool too? Yeah. I mean, I'm thinking out loud too, but. Hopefully, I get the audio of that show last night. Yes. The fucking downtown. Did it, was it recorded? I asked to get it recorded. I was like, I'll pay whatever amount of money. This is for my own records. You know, right, like, right. Well, the last time I did perform downtown, 
was actually at the bitter end. That's amazing. With Winterstein on drums, Dave Freeman guitar, Chicken Please and Keys, but Doug Drews and bass. Mm-hmm. It was recorded. That's the version I sent everybody listened to. Um, so I do hope the whole show's recorded because you guys being the first time back there in what? Since April 2008? It's really been that long? It feels like I've the seen thing. everybody play there as the thing. I play like, there with other yeah. projects, and but not under my own. But I remember in my mind is like it's being at the Fang show at the bitter end, and I was like, yeah, yeah they play at the bitter end all the time. But I didn't realize it's April two. I was like, no, we play at Rockwood yeah. or oh yeah, Rockwood, but other clubs now. I think yeah. I'd the bitter I, end is like less cool, but it's cool when Caitlin right. draws fifty people. It's still cool, right? It's a cool venue though. No, it is. It's all right. How did it sound? It, it sounds sound, good. Sounds good out front, right? Yeah. It it's a good sign of room. In all of the outfits, too, though. Mm. <laughs> that killed it. pretty good, right? Yeah. Yeah. Where did you get those from? There is this weird shop that's literally called, what's funny, is it's called Quality Clothing, but it oh. is <laughs> the shittiest <laughs> merchandise. Like, it is like, <laughs> it couldn't be more of a fucking cognitive dissonance. You're like, oh, quality clothing, let me go in here, and it's just like garbage, like... I have his shirt. I'm gonna go home and frame it, put it in a shadow box, hang it up on the, the f- wall next to his Lord of the Rings the poster. F- those are so they're three dollar nineties, and they have these moo-moos oh, too, like a crazy. woman's beach cover up mm-hmm. is what. But it almost looks a little too like a- ethnic and African, like people would think we're trying to be like African tribesmen or something. But you did, so, you did the right thing. Yes, no, that cute, sweet dreams. Hello Kitty ripoff that was pink. I was like, Oh, that's why Vinny said sweet dreams today in the text. I had no idea what he was <coughs> talking said about. Sweet dreams, like right along the genitalia area. Well, I didn't even read the shirt. I just put it on. It's like, all right, I guess this is happening. <laughs> <laughs> oh, in the in the thing, what we've traditionally tried to wear the same thing. And we had phases where we would like wear all white white camo. That was probably the last time we played at the bitter end. So like we were wearing white camo. That's like super throwback. I gotta see the pic of this. It is cool. The white camo was. Really I don't know. Cool. That was just some thang shit. Because that was like I was. Vinny originally wanted us to dress as construction workers in homage of Bobby's birthday because of his handyman. He's right. like, so let's get fucking tool belts. Now, let's get yeah. fucking tool belts. And I'm like, dude, I don't have that stuff, and I'm not going to go pay a bunch of money for one time outfit. Yeah. So that's why, I like, Devon, I, which I have like, that stuff. He inspired me yesterday because I was like, what are we going to wear? Like. And then he was like, dude, like as long as it's all matching, it will be cool. And I was like, oh, okay, I'll go to this stupid store by me that's so cheap. So for 30 bucks, I got all, like, <laughs> 30 bucks. Come for seven matching <laughs> Hello Kitty shirts. Hello Kitty shirts. Perfect. I was trying to find the reference to what is it? Is this leading up to something to, for Caitlin Rosati or whatever? And uh, I was talking with Dave this morning, and he's like, nah. <laughs> it had nothing to do with anything. It just I was like, okay. I was trying to find a reference why the Hello Kitty thing but no it worked I have like a really good picture of I sweated it's just like visually I think there's something it felt like cool when we're all wearing the same everybody thing. noticed it everybody looks everybody <laughs> talks about it yeah we're visual creatures you know what I mean yeah. everybody will be like so what the hell were you wearing you know what I mean it's just like I don't know there's no rhyme okay, or reason he's there. a visual creature <laughs> that is me putting it on. really adorable yeah I mean it looks totally ridiculous it's I think, our Christmas card <laughs> I think it helps the music be more fun too. You're just like, yeah, we're just up here. But I'm like, like, it looks like I'm getting ready to do like a little like a little dance, you know, the way my because I'm just putting it down, I'm just trying to tuck it down. It looks like I'm getting ready to like bust a little little break dance. Yeah, it's pretty funny. But no, the show was great. I hope it was recorded. I know when I had it recorded, I I I specifically said to record it, and they just went right off the board. So um, 
well, Pete Fogel was there. He don't. I don't remember that I was Pete Fogel, and he obviously doesn't remember me. It's been so many years, but he was the one who you know made it so, and you know recorded. I think he recorded it himself actually. Whoever's doing so, I don't remember so long ago, but. I don't know. Do you have to actually ask Pete for it? I don't remember how I got it. I think I'm he just in contact me. with that sound man. Okay. Uh, I don't remember how I got the recording. I don't remember if I got it from Pete or however. I don't even remember how the hell. I, I think it was on a CD. I don't remember back that far, but definitely send me a copy of it if you. Of course, if show if you got it because you know yeah, it would be it would be fun to kind of add in here just to yeah, encapsulate this moment. Hell yeah! And before we go eat bacon, I always end Secret Famous with the same question. <clears throat> this could be for either of you, but what what is the future hold for the? We've kind of alluded to it, but do you have? Oh, I think part of being like you know a creative entrepreneur or an artist or whatever it is that we do, you know, mm-hmm. it's like you need a vision. Yes. To keep the. To keep the, the end game. The end. Well, there is no end game. That's the fucked up part about music. Is it? Or the right. beautiful part? It never ends. So it's like, because we've talked, we've looked, we've. We put on the rosy glasses and looked at the back. You know, you did mm-hmm. all these phases of your writing and your. Just and we've alluded yeah. that you know maybe you would, maybe Unifor will come back maybe because you have all these facets of your playing and writing. Yes. Yeah. Well, and obviously, I've encouraged this asshole to sing more. Mm-hmm. He needs to sing more. Yeah, he does, right? He really does. You're such an asshole. Like if I had a voice <laughs> like you. Well, I think the same thing about a lot of other people. That's just, I think for me, it's an all in how you use it, you know, which you've always been very good at using it very constructively, you know, very good what you're doing with it, you know, your songs, you write, how you project, which is a natural thing for you, for your personality, which it's easy, comes easy for you to do it, you know. Yeah. But no, you're right. I I should. It's easy. It's still a thing. Still a thing, of course. And it's, you know. um, You have such a beautiful voice and like melodic. Oh, I appreciate that. And, Which, well, yeah, I appreciate that. And that's what keeps it in my head where I should do it more. It's, I feel, you know, there's, you know, a lot of reasons why I don't do it is, is I always, you know, I always hear, you know, <laughs> Warren fucking Haynes singing, you know, something I write. And it's like, it's, I can't do that. So I just, you know, not just one example. It's like, or you name it, whoever, you know. So I'm always like, all right, well. I write this with that sound. So I think a big thing is, you know, a lot of things like, you know, trying to, you know, visualize my own sound vocally over it. But, um, no, you're right. And that's one of the things, talking about the future, I've talked about this a lot with her, mm-hmm. too, over the past couple months, is all these different things come together. Like, the future, I think, I do want to start using, you know, I do want to start fronting my own songs more again. Like, I used to in the day, but... I feel now I understand more of who I am as a person now, and I think to be anybody who's a singer, even not a little just instrumentalist, have an idea of who you are. Like, for example, everybody's always saying, we all know those guys, guitar players, who just go through a million guitars, a million amps, a million pedals, because they're always trying to find the sound. Of course. Okay? But I feel in that sort of thing, you know, any of those those guys who know, I was like, oh, I want this is... If you don't have it up here in your head, you're never going to achieve it. You know, so I feel, you know... I feel I'm starting to get that comfortable place as a instrumentalist. Like, all right, I know what I'm what I'm supposed to sound like. I don't need, I don't need a million fucking things. I just I know, and I feel that's the key to like singing too. Is like, you know, knowing what I'm supposed to sound like, not what I want to sound like. So the older I get, the more that starts to come in. So the future definitely holds me being like, you know what, you know, it's okay for you know 
that you know not capture this sound you know but to to understand who I am and I think that's the big step you did with your voice at a very very early age I feel anyhow you know and I always you know I would sing my you know my songs like all right well I just never really understood who I was I think I'm starting to understand who I am so that's definitely in the future and I feel I've done that more more or less since an instrumentalist um but I feel as a singer um that's what I'm getting to now it's like all right you know what it's okay to you know not like that particular way I do it that's just who I am you know but obviously, everybody's got to know their boundaries, know their limits. So, but I think that's just what it what it comes down to for me is uh, understanding who I am, yeah, going with it. You know, does that make any sense? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Well, I'm saying I think, and I think you and I experience this is like if you're a guitar player and then you were at the whims of a fucking singer. Yes. So I think I made the decision where I was like, "Fuck these fucking singers!" Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> I can do this. They're such divas. Like, mm-hmm. whatever. Uh, so that's why I was just sick of working with a singer, you know? There's times where I had the T-Bone was like, we, we should get a singer for the... And I was like, dude, fuck that. No right. way. We can do it. Mm-hmm. And you heard a lot of D-Bone songs last night, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, um, but I think I... I think it's because you get trained as a certain thing. It's like, we're right. guitar players. And then so you get it in your mind and it's easy. And you know how to do it. Whereas like the singing thing, it's like... I, don't really know how to do this and you just kind of do it you start doing it and you're like oh fuck okay now i'm a singer i don't ever want to call myself a singer because i'm not really a singer i'm a guitar player and then i sing (laughs) i sing to support my guitar playing (laughs) well you touched on it really good point here it's um you know you know it's you know there's there's people who you know that's just from very you know that they just want to sing and then you know an instrument is just you know just second nature, you know, we started, you know, wanting to play, like, well, yeah, when I, you know, growing up, it's like, yeah, obviously, you know, Robert Plant, Axl Rose, fucking great singers, but really, you know, I wanted to fucking do Jimmy Page or Slash, you know, that's what spoke to me, singing was just like, whatever, fuck that, you know, I want, yeah. that's how I express, and it's still the way, it's like, even, even if I, you know, pursue more singing my own songs, lyric more, it's still never going to display how what i'm thinking as far as like the notes and eric clapton said it you know he, he said it best is like you know when i do a soul when i when i when i play notes notes express what i can't say with words and that's kind of how i feel as an instrumentalist like matter if, if i was you know got to be you know which you know if i was the best fucking singer in the world obviously i'm never going to be able to express myself the same way i would with an instrument that's just that was first foremost so form of expression. Yeah, so I never cared about trying insight. To, yeah. yeah, I never cared about trying to be a lead singer. And obviously, Adam Gould band when I was you know back in New York, I was singing my songs, and everything. But I still never really cared. But I feel and I was like, all right, you know, I think I do want to start using it. You know, you know, singing more and and focusing less on what I should sound like, but developing what I do sound like. So, and I think that's. That's really what it comes down to, but no, you're right. You know, no disrespect to the singers I work with. I work with some great singers. Yeah, they're fucking pains in the ass. But you know, all my friends who are singers that, I, are. that, I, Dude, that I work with. You know, this is why. I, you know. <laughs> no disrespect to them if they ever do hear this, but you know, it's like there's certain things I hear. It's like I would do it differently. You know, and I would redo that song in a different way. So that's what I'm thinking about. You know, getting back into doing more solo stuff and you know doing some more things. I was doing a duo with my buddy Adam Russell. Called Kilgore Trout. Move on to get reference. Yeah, yes. um, 
which was, you know, me, acoustic guitar, mandolin, vocals, and him, you know, lead guitar, but he didn't do contribute anything in the vocal department. Um, but we we did we did you know some of that stuff. And I'm thinking about you know starting to get back in. And every time I say I'm going to do it, I'm like, all right, I got this other lead guitar gig coming up, Telecaster gig coming up, or I want to do a backup vocal. So I just kind of get away from it. But no, it I got to force myself. Yeah, well, know. I encourage you. I hope that you do it for yourself. Yeah. For your, it's like you have to do it. Like I was talking about New York City, you lose uh, touch with nature a little bit, mm-hmm. and then I, I'm like, what's wrong? And then I because I grew up in the woods and I get some nature. I'm like, oh, I'm back. It's the as an artist. We can, or as a, a working musician, you can fall into this trap. Yes. But then you do it in your own music, and you're like, "Oh, this is fucking why. This is why I'm doing this in the first place. Exactly. Fucking not to learn some dumbass Luke Bryan song. You know what I mean? Like, so exactly. exactly. I hope that you have. And I'm going to say this again on right on Mike, and because I've ta- I've told you this before, and I say this as a friend. This asshole, he's always like, well, you know, uh, this can only be this, and this, uh, you know, I'm doing a slide thing here, and, and then this is some other fucking jazz <laughs> shit here, and then I'm doing this, like, Mando, and I'm like, why can't it all be one? It's still Adam Gould. I always hear, I remember his record, he's playing it for me, he's like, I just don't think they go together, and I'm like, the whole time, I only hear your voice. Right, it's right. just like, I don't, well, I think especially in 2019, right. in the future of consuming music, it's like, mm-hmm. dude. I just dropped a country song the song before that was like a fucking reggae song about smoking weed. I just don't care. Like, so I encourage you to take the same zero fucks. Well, you're right. Well, you're right. You're hundred percent right. You know, because you have all these things that you can mash into one, and it'd be, I still just hear you. I don't unless you're doing just because you didn't sing on the Unit Four record. That was a, yeah. That was just all strictly instrumental stuff. But the the blues rock stuff I was doing up, I, I feel I can put all this stuff together. Uh, you know, right on point. But in the end, you're you're listening to the person. Just you know. listen to you. Yeah, I hear you. But I, you know, and I, that's that's a trap that I've fallen into, of course. You know, and I need to get out of that. Absolutely. And I'm I'm getting closer to that. So that's what 2019. <laughs> is, you know? He's thinking about it. He's like, We're all right, closer, I got all these things. Yeah. But yeah, you're absolutely right, man. Well, good. Yeah. We look forward. I don't know what track. Maybe we'll play you out with Live Soul right now, or Downtown. Who knows? We'll see if I get the recording from it, Adrian. <laughs> or your other thing. It's like, how many times can I text this portion of man be like, hey, bro. Uh. <laughs> I remember the last, last show I did, I didn't get their audio. I was like, kind of bummed. You're like, dude, the whole reason I fucking did all this is for this stupid recording so I can like listen to it and grow and learn from it. You Which know? I hope we do get it. I'm really, you know, if you do get it, we'll close out of that. If not, Live Soul or whatever. Live Soul. Yeah, yeah dude, fucking great. Shandon, Adam, thank you guys for taking time. Thank you. Thanks for coming to New York. We hope to see you here sooner rather than later. Not that come down to the south. Yeah, maybe you guys, you know, you could come in a, a warmer month next time, too. Uh, we were talking about that earlier yeah. today. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I was bitching. It's I was like, like yeah, June. 28. Dude, even last night, Rachel and I were walking. I was like, yeah, this is just cold. You know what's cold when you, like, you breathe in and your nose is cold? He you know? says it freezes your nose here. Freezes, freezes like, your nose hairs. Yeah, it's just like. I ask her all the time. You know what it feels like to have your nose hairs freeze? We haven't experienced it yet. You might tonight, though. Might tonight. When you literally go outside and you you feel icicles immediately form, yeah, your moisture immediately, well, instantaneously. I have a goal for my birthday. I'm just going to go out there. And Sunday just it'll be polar vortexing. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Hopefully. Hopefully. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. <clears throat> Happy early birthday. All right, you guys. Thank you so much. Thank you. Fuck yeah. Rock and roll.
super, do a super quick one, but just just because we have to. Tiny quick one, and we're done. It's all good. They're all waiting to jailhouse. We could do that one. This isn't a wedding, young man. We're gonna need a lot more money to do that tune right now. Jailhouse Rock. This dude does a great Elvis. Show him your Elvis voice. Do the Never Been to Spain outro. Went to a party at the county jail. That's all you get, just a sip.
That's Gouldy. Thank you so much for listening to Secret Famous, checking it out. Feel free to drop a line, email paul.maddison at gmail.com. Anytime, requests, comments, concerns, send them there. Again, thank you to Jason Wexler. Thank you to Adam Gould. The next one will be Nikki Barbado coming out end of February. Oh, and oh, I was talking about Kelly Wolfgren, which is going to be probably the best one ever because she's Australian and has the best accent. And she's just fucking hilarious. And I'm going to go down to... Uh, savannah next week on vacation and uh maybe catch one with andrew sovine which will be fucking baller because he's a baller red sovine's nephew anyway y'all thanks for checking this out have the goddamn best day ever and we'll talk to y'all soon all right and how we end all podcasts the way you gotta end them all y'all <laughs>